Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Vialucci Podcast. Honest, uncensored, and unedited discussions about life and everything in it. So sit back, relax, and let's start the show. We might end up. Hello, everyone. We, hi. Hi, we, we always crash we, in like that. I was going to just about to say, yes. but it, it works against us. We, we try to do a podcast without mentioning Trump, but it usually comes up. Well, you just mentioned him there. That's sort of, He's sort manifested. Of outer limits of sort of yeah, put exactly. us into a. You can't escape him. Simon. Hello. Hello. Thank you so I like much for having me. That's okay. Thank is it you. representative of anything? The college years playing American football or something? <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like a cricket I like jumper it. and a. I like, like a the difference. Thing. I like that sort of thing. Like the seeing one color, one color. I mean, this is great for a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so it's sort of like a, we are, half, we are streaming. You, you have to watch so you get the extras like this. It's oh, a little okay, hook. <laughs> um, is it representative of anything? Um, I just been to America and I thought ah, I like a bit of the preppy look. So what was you doing in America? I was on a very rare holiday. Um, oh. I had a break between contracts because I'm freelance. Yeah. Um, and I thought I would seize the moment and go on holiday where, there so for a week. Go? So I went to Miami and the Bahamas. Oh. Oh, Am I right. brown? Yeah, you are dark. I was going to say, funny enough. Yeah. Is um, uh, Miami hot there at the moment? Yeah, it's 30 degrees. Because everyone talks about the heat just yeah. hitting you. I felt like we it. should have had more white people for the whole, Am I brown? Because we've got a half Greek, a Turk, a mixed race lady, and I'm quarter Chinese. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, so See? it's unfair on us. Just need Kofi Annans. We should have have uh, had Charles here. Just uh, Oh, yeah, to, uh, for the yeah, English. To, to be, then you could be like, I'm so gloriously brown next to Charles. Poor Charles. How long was you in Miami for? Just a week. Is it still got a big uh, Cuban influence there? Or is um, it just Latin now? Um, I went to obviously went to South Beach to look at all the nice Art Deco and all that stuff. Um, but I was lo- going to say the nice asses. <laughs> you, <laughs> so might, you could do both. It went into my head and then left. And I brought it back. But anyway, we're not so all that. like we're not just we're not all animals like you here. I'm civil. I'm out of the world. I'm the most civilized. Actually, you didn't know what that video was that we were talking about, which we're not going to now. So something to do with set. Oh, ball, yeah. balls. What? Something to do with balls in a cup. <laughs> Right, let's get move on. Right, go on. So you was in my <laughs> from so, to right so you've got me really when I'm at my least hyper, but I'm oh, really okay. relaxed. Yeah, today, yeah, yeah. And I'm delighted to be here. What did you do so, in Miami then? Um just mainly relaxing and yeah. then I was on a cruise for five days. Oh, so you just relaxed. Yeah. So oh, it was nice. yeah, it was really relaxing and I needed it actually because I've been making a lot of T V programs lately. Yeah. Which Since day dot. Fantastic. I mean you was, what, so, what when did you I always like to find what what was your first Super job in media? Origin, yeah. Your origin story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I started, I did a TV production degree in Manchester. Now, that sounds like a bit of a Mickey Mouse degree. So there wasn't a BBC Manchester that wasn't there then, was no, it? No, uh, there was. Yeah, there's B- oh. there was BBC Manchester in um, Oxford Road um, and there was Granada at the time um, on Key Street. And um, yeah, I, I, I decided that I wanted to work in TV from my sort of teenage years. Right. Um, Having watched what? Well, it was mainly watching TV shows, and okay. it was all the big Saturday night shows of the time, the entertainment shows, the quiz shows. So the who was big then? What? Dancing. Les well, Dennis? <laughs> yes, Les Dennis yeah. was probably even before Les Dennis, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Children, Les Dennis was a thing. That's a thing <laughs> for the grandparents. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was all of those Saturday night shows, Scylla Black and yeah. Barry Moore and those oh, big Cilla kind Black. of shows yeah. of the day. Um, and I was into Coronation Street and I liked, uh, you know, I was just a generation game. It was that kind of Is era. Is that still on Coronation Street? Yeah. I, I believe it's, it's year 59. 
Yeah, it's been going forever, isn't it? It's the longest. I'm assuming it's the longest running soap in the world, is it? It, it is currently. Okay, yeah, yeah. There was a longer running one called The Guiding Light in America, which ran on radio in the 30s and then transferred to TV in the 50s, but recently was cancelled, ah. which is a sign of our TV industry at the moment ah. because obviously nothing is sacred. Well, it's not down to anything to do with tradition. It's all down to ratings and yeah. money and money, yeah. um, Twitter that's followers. The way it is. Yes, yeah, yeah. Bit of everything. So you, um, your TV production course. So is this was a production company, or was it teaching you the sort of media end of it? It was. A, it was at university. It was oh. at the Manchester Metropolitan University. Oh, it was a three-year BA honors degree. I know it sounds very Mickey Mouse, but actually, people do degrees in everything these yeah. days. I, I, did course, a, yeah. I did a degree in media, and, and one of my yeah. uh, one of my papers was on about uh, deal or no deal. So I'm not really in a position to judge anyone. I got a I got a, the equivalent of a first mark for that. Me, oh, so well, you did better no than me deal. then in that case because I got a two one, and my degree was on Coronation Street. Um, so um, which I stopped watching, but yeah. um, it was great at the time when I was watching it. But oh, what what does that course entail? Were you actually getting hands on cameras and things? Oh, yeah. it was. Yeah, it was practical. There was a TV studio um and we all did a bit of everything so one day I was on cameras the next day I was directing the oh, next right. day yeah, I was yeah. uh you know um vision mixing so it was really a, a hands-on uh, course which was pretty much I'd say 70 or 80 percent practical right yeah. and um the only real writing that I had to do was in the last year for the 10,000 word dissertation yeah. but it was it was a great grounding, and it was one of those courses that was quite recognised within the industry as right. being a good one. I mean, obviously, the really good ones are Ravensbourne and um, Bournemouth, uh, and um, they're really hard to get Where's into. Where's Ravensbourne? Ravensbourne's in Kent. Oh. It's, um, I think it's Chislehurst or somewhere like that, and it's, um, you know, they are almost, it's almost guaranteed that you will get a job in TV right, after you've yeah, been yeah. to Ravensbourne. Mainly technical people go mm, there. So mm. people that want to be cameramen and, and sound. So and what was your like first that. job when you left? So what I did, um, I, well, I, while I was at university, I did work experience at UK Living. It's now just called Living. It might not even be called Living at all now. I don't know. But anyway. I know, I know the one you Yeah, mean, yeah it was a, a channel for women um, and they had. <laughs> <laughs> Can you have that nowadays? What do you mean? Like with Me Too and all that. Yeah. A yeah, they, for I, women. Well, what is it so as in it's like geared, puppies. I would say they have programs that are geared towards women. So yeah, yeah, but that's I, ITVB. Well, no, it's not saying only women can watch it. It's just it's no. But then, what are they putting on there? Because that's going to be sexy if it's sewing and knitting. I don't think it's sewing and knitting. There are craft channels, though. No, there you go. Yeah, but they again, it's not called ITV Woman Men. You can't watch this. This is just for us. dot com. It's okay. just yeah, called, the subject. Know. Yeah. So your your first job. <laughs> uh, well, that was work experience. So I oh. I went and did work experience at Living, and they had um uh, they had these sort of magazine type shows, and I was kind of like the one that was making the tea for everybody and doing all those basic jobs that I believe everybody has to do in order to get their foot in the door in TV. But then yeah. you've got something on your CV yeah. and people can see that you're actually basically passionate about the subject because, you know, there's something relevant at the top of your CV. That is something that right. I now look for as an employer. You know, if somebody's going to break into the industry, what are you doing in order to prove to me that you're passionate about this and you don't just want to get into it because you think it's something glamorous yeah. to do Somebody or said, an easy job. As a good tip, I can't remember where it came from. They said, um, they were talking, I think somebody on might be Desert Island Disc or something like that, talking about like media, what would you tell to a young media person? She, or journalism, I think it was. And she said, do you know what I'd do? She said, I'd learn the most obscure language that nobody's ever heard of and just sit on it. And said, one day you'll be there'll be a news story somewhere about that country. And somebody will stand up and go, does anybody speak 
and that's it. You will be up on the screen. Like yeah, you will yeah. be, you'll be the one. Go Does to anyone speak tip. Hawaiian? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Navajo? <laughs> um, yeah, so go. So yeah, that's an interesting point. And also with presenters, because I get a lot of presenters messaging me these days uh, asking for advice on presenting and stuff. And yeah. that's another one. You've just hit the nail on the head yeah. there, Theo, by uh, saying that what you need is a niche kind yeah. of specialism yeah, yeah. because actually presenting, you know, yeah. generic presenters you know why would i hire one person over another person i want the person with that specialist yeah, knowledge yeah, yeah. so either kind of get yourself knowledgeable about knowledgeable Some about sort of cars yeah or, right you yeah, know yeah, yeah. fashion yeah. or you know it's about having that That's specialism right, yeah. basically so yeah so i started at um at university i um did work experience at uk living um in my summer holidays so basically you know i'd come home from uni in manchester come back down to uh, london and go to teddington studios for a month or two at a time and did work experience there and then when my course was over i thought i'm going to write lots of letters uh Letters. letters. I know that's a, that's an archaic yeah. uh, notion, isn't A4 it? Pad, yes, yeah. writing letters to people. <laughs> yeah, um, and I wrote one. I don't know how I got their details, but I wrote one to a new channel that had just started up in London at LWT called Granada Talk TV, and it was basically a channel that was um, only a couple of weeks old, and they were looking for people to do work experience there. Okay. So I cool. thought, I'm going to go and do work experience there. And a very nice man called Dan Barraclough, who um, is now a hotshot at, I don't know what, which production company he's at, but his parents were Barraclough Carey, um, a big, one of the big major indies. He basically uh, wrote to me and said, come down and do work experience. And I started there, had a great time for two weeks. And at the end of the two weeks, I was like, I'd love a job here. I said to somebody and, and that person said to me, you should tell them that you can't afford to come in anymore for work experience. And then maybe they'll give you yeah, a job. Yeah, yeah. And the boss there at the time was um, a guy called Neil Thompson. He's now um, the guy that runs Good Morning Britain. He's the oh, editor of Good Morning Britain. Oh, okay. He's a really interesting and lovely guy, one of the nice people in TV. Um, and um, uh, he gave me a job. And that job was on uh, being a researcher on one of their programs. It was a medical program. And I thought, oh, my God, I know nothing about medicine. Right, yeah. And he said to me, you're the researcher. It's your job to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I started as the researcher. On so that was your first full-time job? Yeah, it was a full-time job. I was earning, wait for this, Go on. £96 a week, <laughs> which oh was God. the equivalent to £5,000 a year. But I wasn't bothered about the money. But you, I mean, assume that were you living? Who were you living with? I was living at, back at home oh, with, right, with, with say, my yeah. folks, um, and within three weeks, that salary had doubled to ten thousand a year, oh, yeah. which seemed like a nice. fortune. Uh, and 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 basically, I hopped around within that um, mm. that that talk, that sort of talk TV channel um, from job to job. People would leave, and then I'd go and do their job, and I just sort of like. Did you find yourself sort of hopping? You know, oh, I'm the I'm doing medical. Re you know, I'm the researcher on the medical show now. I'm the researcher on the the yes, knitting show. And exactly. Then I'm the yeah. So being a researcher is a talent in itself. Is it like? Well, to be it's sort of one above the entry level. So you're generally these days you're a runner to start with, yeah. which is the making the tea type yeah, job, yeah. and it does involve things like um, you know driving and um, you know. Anything. photocopying yeah, scripts yeah. all that kind of stuff um and then when you're a researcher actually they've got a level between that now 
um, which is like junior researcher. It's basically a way of keeping people's salaries yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. They go, you're a junior researcher, but actually it's exactly the same job, the same yeah, job yeah. as being a researcher. But what does that mean? Right, I've got, a, I've got a TV show for you. You're the researcher. What do you do? What's the first day? What do you do? So basically... Do they have something that they want to make a film about? Or then you... You're supplying the information uh, and sourcing the guests potentially for a show and um, writing biogs on the guests and writing synopses. Uh, It's basically... It's not simple, is it, really? Well, the way I look at it is... um, with the editorial is looked after by the producer. So right. I always say the producer is like an editor of a newspaper. They are in charge of the editorial content oh, of a right. program. Okay. The director, on the other hand, is in charge of the look of the program. So what shots. Sometimes oh, okay, the producer yeah. and the director yeah, are the yeah. same person. Yeah. But basically. Um, by editing, you mean the, the content, not editing. Yeah. Right, yeah, okay. the, yeah. As in head of content right, type okay, thing. Right, yeah. uh, and then the people um, that facilitate that producer are the researchers and assistant producers, which basically an assistant producer, in my view, is just a really experienced researcher. It's kind of all the same job. But these days, um, what they do is they do programs much quicker than they used to. Um, So they have really big teams and lots of researchers and lots of assistant producers in order to minimize the production time. So Mm -hmm. if you start on a program these days, you might only have four weeks to find all of the guests and you're filming by week four and then you're done with your contract by week eight. It's, It's just... It's all just so quick now. Whereas in 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 my day, twenty <laughs> years ago, um, you know, you'd have one researcher on a program, but you'd have maybe four or five months to make it. Right. That said, this talk TV channel was different because it was all live. It was six oh, hours okay, of live wow. TV a day. They had one studio, um, which they just sort of close close the blind or kind of you know change the lighting yeah. or make it all red and make it all green. And um, this channel was on sky was on sky um and there was a medical show in the morning there was a chat show there was a sports show there was a um showbiz show uh, it was literally an hour of everything now natasha kaplinsky was one of was one of the unknown presenters on that channel. Heard of her? Yeah, Strictly winner. Oh, okay. yeah, and, and news, and news reader. Oh, you hadn't, Theo. <laughs> I don't have a TV. So You're ruining my stories. <laughs> yeah. I heard everyone the name, listening knows who Natasha. Have you heard of the comedy legend Sasha Baron Cohen? Is he the one that did LEG? Yes, he is. Yeah. I know who that is. Yeah. yeah, he must be really young then. Yeah, he was. He was really young. So he was. He was the host on the kids show, um, okay. and there was a kids show called F to F, which meant face to face. Because the internet was just kind of coming in then, and it was <laughs> yeah. like all like internet face speed. Face, yeah. <laughs> um, and so there were lots of people kind of getting their 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 break at the start of their career, okay. um, including me, and including including a load of people who are much higher up the food chain than me now, like commissioners and CEOs and stuff all started. And the main point of this channel was everybody was multi-skilled. Right. And that means that one day I was operating a camera, one day I was researching a program, another day I was floor managing, the next day I was, you know, um, I was actually the VT operator for a time, which basically in those days meant involved recording the program on a master tape and playing in the titles and any any VTs that there were. So it was, I kind and of did my just, time doing a bit yeah, of everything. Yeah, by being around it, you just learn by being around. I mean, Orson Welles is famous for saying, he said, I don't think there's any 
profession that you can't pick up the basics in three days of just being there like that's the main thing just see what actually gets done rather than learning the whole thing yeah other uh, than maybe a brain surgeon but yes yeah i mean don't <laughs> maybe, pick holes maybe. in it for the sake of the theater <laughs> of the story yes um so now you're a full you're in it you're a full-time you're in media now are you Major. are you actually enjoying it at the time i love it you was no i mean back then like when you was oh, god, jumping yeah. around all over oh god yeah um, it felt yeah it felt like i was in something really exciting and um you know i didn't know where my career was going i kind right, of yeah. left that in the hands of the people that wanted to hire me and in those days um you know if you if you got a good reputa- reputation for yourself people would naturally well it's still the same now but yeah, i mean yeah. i was within that company lwt then when the channel ended i thought oh my god i'm never going to work again <laughs> uh you know it's that classic it ended after a year uh and um yeah, I just thought, did, oh, my did God. Did it get bought up by another company, LWT? No. Uh, no. Well, LWT was still going, but this channel within oh, LWT, oh, right, the channel, they'd right. almost done it as an experiment. It was the early days of multi-channel. So right, probably okay. at the time, there were only a handful of, of channels on Sky. And Granada, had, LWT had started up this um, Granada Talk TV. They had Men and Motors. They oh, had okay. Granada yeah. Breeze. There's another sexist oh, yeah. channel for you, Men and Motors. <laughs> yeah. um, they had all these channels, and they were just kind of trying them out just to see how they did. I mean, because they probably weren't making any money, right? Um, but they just wanted to it's see whether they could yeah. compete in the market. And and so they ditched Talk TV after a year. I thought, oh, I'll never work again. And luckily enough, LWT tried to redeploy all those workers that they'd worked so right, hard yeah. um, uh, building up their skill set um, and redeploy them elsewhere within the company. So luckily I was then um, taken on board by a program called Love Bites, which was love, sex and relationships for teenagers. It was a daytime Saturday show. Really? It was on at like midday on a Saturday and it was hosted by Anna Richardson, who now is the host of Naked Attraction on uh, Channel okay. 4. Yeah, because I was trying to, because I, I recognised her name and I thought, what is her... Because that shows, do you know Naked Attraction Theory? Okay, <laughs> we, you, let's not explain it to him. <laughs> oh, you, you, will, you will hate this. So it's um, no a visuals. person goes in uh, to pick it, you know, like a kind of like a blind date thing. Yeah. Uh, but there's, it starts off with a reveal. So first of all, it depends on what reality TV. Um, it's a studio show. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, not. It's right. not. But it's it's a dating show. But it's the uh, the idea is that people are inside sort of pods, glass cases, pods that are kind of. Um, that slowly reveal but it starts with they're naked inside hence naked attraction and it starts with their genitals so they're just from what the waist you down talk? Oh, see, i know you're gonna say the ankles and the no, shoe type no, it's just it so they're up to what the waist isn't it about? and then they turn around and show their bottoms and whatnot this um, is now yeah this is now but what about like me too and all that mind. huh what about like me too and sexism and all that well it's it's uh equal opportunities there's men there's so there's uh gay men there's uh, gay women there's bisexuals there was a they've had a Pa- is it uh, po- polyamorous? Is that the right word? Yeah, where a man and a woman were looking for a female to join but who's their relationship. Applying for that, like glamour models Any, that want to be no, seen. No, no, it's 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 kind of going the opposite. It's sort of under the auspices, I would say, of trying to be like, hey, this is educational, and this is why people. Uh, you know, it's like, a dating show. Yeah, but they've thrown the signs to give an excuse to show, you know. <laughs> willies and fannies on tv yeah, i'm trying to think of that what's the why is, the angle is like is it oh, you, no no there's no they, they don't show them shagging there's a really awkward bit because what happens is the person that's doing the picking is fully clothed 
And then every time they eliminate someone, they come out and they're like, oh, you're right. And they have a hug, but the other person's naked. It's naked. It's really awkward. This is horrendous. Uh, yeah, I knew you would hate this. <laughs> it's I one don't of those curious type programs where... Is it um, Channel 5? Channel 4, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Channel 4. Yeah. <laughs> Are you besmirching five, Channel 5? Five, five, would, ha- five <laughs> would have them shagging. I thought it might like be four, four would just show them, you know. I know it's not the BBC. Uh, no, BBC did have a show about no. sex, but that was just people chatting, wasn't it? I don't think they actually showed them because Channel Four or Five did have a show recently where it showed people having sex, but it was all like a group therapy thing, so not in the room, not what they had. Britain's sex, not they the, we, the sex we, we can't do that sort of thing. Well, that that sex, I mean, normal well, sex talk, uh, it doesn't work naked here. Attraction's been going for a while, hasn't it? Oh, it Three, has. I thought it was like a no. It's hugely popular. Yeah. <laughs> on Twitter, whenever it's on, it's always trending, which is probably that's what annoys me. Like, these things work. Producers, yeah, because I think it's people going, "Oh my god!" But that's the freak show, then. That you're talking yeah, basically, about. it is. But I would say so it's basically a freak show. Yeah, it's a Victorian freak show. And what's interesting as well is Anna Richardson, as I say. Um, get yourself an, a specialism. Her specialism is obviously then love right. and sex yeah, yeah. because she's kind of taken that angle for all of her career. Yeah. So, you know, that is her shtick. So, oh, okay. yeah. But is she a, a sort of registered GP or something? No, 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 no. Therapist? No, no. What, is, what does she do? She's a sex presenter. But what did she do before that? Well, she was on Love Bites with me oh, 20 so years ago. So, yeah, oh. yeah, that's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, maybe then, yeah. yeah. She might get be yourself a, bit... a specialism. Because yeah. often people, I mean, but it's always interesting when you see a presenter, they go, oh, why is this person doing that? What's their, it's funny how our brains go, oh, but they only do DIY shows. Why are they doing a show about whatever? <laughs> you know, and you, this isn't right. I well, need so, to call the mayor of I television. Suppose, I was watching something recently and talking about lawyers, <clears throat> or uh, lawyers, policemen, and they say when they had to get homicide, this in America, that to investigate certain things or groups, they would said they would look for people that are actually interested in that area. Like if you, like they're talking about the Biggie and Tupac thing. So they found somebody that liked rap music and said, right, because they know they'll... Well, it's dedicate. almost the research thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's what you, I'm saying, yeah. Because if you're, you know, if someone says, oh, so she you, likes you're, love you're interviewing a suspect and they go, oh yeah, Biggie and Tupac had a beef. Yeah, you don't know what beef means. You're yeah. like, meat. So they went and had a burger and what they <laughs> fought over. You know what I mean? So you do need to have yeah, someone yeah, yeah. who it can explain. So with your, what's your proclivity? What do you sort of tend to uh, go towards? Have, have you been able to do that or have you just gone job to job? Um, I am definitely somebody that is a specialist in blooper type shows. Oh, really? So yeah. what happened after Love Bites is um, I was hang- kind of like hanging around, um, you know, to see what else might be coming up. And uh, a friend of mine, Spencer Austin, um, said, oh, you should go and uh, meet Paul Lewis, who's the producer of It'll Be All Right on the Night. And um, he's looking for another researcher soon. So um, I went to meet Paul Lewis and he was very nice to me and um, gave me a job with me having no experience of having done it before. Um, And um, all of a sudden I was researching on a program that was getting 15 million viewers. So what are you researching though? So for that, yeah. It's about finding the content for the program. So that is a so blo- where did you go back then? Because you haven't got internet. No, very good question. So in those <laughs> days, um, we would have to write to TV companies all around the world, oh, right. fax them, tell them all about our show, which had been running since 1977 and was hugely popular in the so UK. So when was it that you joined it? So, you, uh, so this is we're going back to 98 now. Okay, so even at that point it had been running for 22 because it's is it still going does he still is Dennis Dennis No, still no Dennis Dennis recently passed away. Oh, uh, right, he yeah. was 96. Yeah, cuz he kept going pretty much till the end if he I'm did. not mistaken. Yeah, he was yeah. Uh, he presented it until he was 84. Bloody. 
And then Griff Rees-Jones did it um, for the last eight years. And recently, David Williams has I done did, some. Yeah, I was going to say that, that pops yeah. into my so head. So how, how do you convince companies to give you the, the bits that they don't want you to see? Well, that's a very interesting question. Um, and it's something that is a task in itself because actually... Did it come down to just money? You just weighed in with the money? Not really. Yeah. No, not always anyway. But in those days, there was no YouTube. And yeah. so these things weren't readily available. They were hidden away. They yeah. were tucked away. And they were often forgotten because people are busy making the TV show that they're yeah, making. Yeah, yeah. And they don't necessarily, even though there might be gold to mine, they don't think yeah. there is anything. And quite often you'll call somebody up. So it started with a phone call. You'd call them up. You'd say, you'd introduce yourself. And it's all about creating relationships. Uh, it's, I still do it to this day. You know, it's, it's call, you call people get a little bit of a rapport going talk try and talk them into you know you know buy, get them to buy into yeah. what you're doing uh and um ask them very nicely if they've got anything that they might be able to dig out for you um so when, once you then find something it might just be one clip or it might be a blooper reel of some sort that's hidden away um in those days what we used to do was we used to watch the VHS so remember those tape, kids? Yeah. So a VHS would come. So it would get sent to us, posted to us. And if it was a, a, a broad that we had a FedEx account and they could they could send us the clips at our expense. So the LWT would pay for the um, FedEx. So it didn't cost them anything to send. We get a screener. We'd watch the screener. We'd pick out the clips that we thought were good. We'd then um, bike them to Dennis Norden's office. He had an office in Rathbone Street. Um, and he would sit in his own office and watch every single clip that oh, we right, sent him. Right. He would then write his descriptions of the clips with the in-time code and the out-time code and so a duration what, what, He wasn't and a just rating. a presenter then. He was a pro- – oh, okay, right. Yeah. He was – he is one of the very few people in TV – that was totally hands-on. He didn't right, have yeah. a producer credit or an executive producer oh, credit. Oh, he didn't. So he was no, doing this up of He was a doing professionalism. it solely because he was a writer and he wanted to create and shape right, the show yeah, yeah. himself and he wanted that that kind of input. So he literally watched every clip that was oh, sent yeah. to him and chose them. And in in some cases you'd work really hard finding, you know, a tape, a VHS tape it would come and there would be something really half-hearted on it that was yeah. just not funny at all. And it was, you'd done all of Here's that work. sneezing in a tape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. I mean, you know. Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, was, it's such a diffi- it was such a difficult show to do that we only ever made sort of two a year, really. Um, and all of them, you know, we'd need 100 clips in a show. And this is pre the days of internet where you could just kind of Google something and find it. This was physical, going to find things, going to befriend archives, physically going to the archives to actually watch maybe something that they don't want to send you because it only exists on one tape. And, you know, let's go and watch it then. Okay. And we'll go to this archive. And um, eventually, um, you know, we'd have probably in an ideal world, two to 300 possible clips to go in a show to then whittle down to a hundred. And they'd be from all over the world, all different sources. And then we'd have to um, do a thing that you're going to be aghast (laughs) at. We had to clear every single person in every single clip. So you'd have this great clip with, for example, I'm not talking um, to uh, with tales out of, school here but 
you'd have somebody like Chris Evans and he'd always say no to the clips. Jamie Oliver was the same. He would never let you use his clips. So, you know, but most people were absolutely fine with it. The the real legends of the world, like the Judy Denches and the, you know, mm. Maureen Lippmans, they'd always say yes. Even like, you know, we had I'm we'd have clips. Chris Evans because yeah. you know, it's like yeah. you work in production. Like mm. if you, you know, how would you feel if you were making, you know, you have a production company? Yeah. Plus it's a humorous side. You'd think you'd be that sort yeah, of Yeah, I can sort of, maybe if Jamie Oliver's like, oh no, I want to present this. I suppose because the idea is like, yeah, you can make this meal in, this is probably predates the 15 minute meal, but the idea of like, oh, it's so easy to make these meals. And then if he's buggering it up every time, they're going, oh, maybe it's not that easy if you're a chef and you keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can sort <laughs> yeah. of understand that. But yeah, Chris yeah. Evans, um, yeah, that seems funny. a bit. Well, and we'd be clearing people like uh, Dustin Hoffman and they they come back yeah. straight away. Oh, really? You know, literally the biggest stars in the world. And then it's somebody like Chris Evans. <laughs> it's like, oh, for goodness sake. You know, I don't know why he always said no. There was another one that we had trouble with, which who was Peter Kay. While he was in Coronation Street in probably the early noughties. Was well, um, an actor. Yeah, he, he was he was in it almost as a favor to his friend Sally Lindsay, I think. He 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 was in it for maybe five episodes or something. Oh, right. But because he's so funny, naturally yeah, funny, yeah. there were funny outtakes right, where yeah. he would just burst into <laughs> laughter and stuff like that. We had about six really good clips um of his and um he said yes to us using them and then changed his mind afterwards. He'd signed the contract oh, and everything. Uh, yeah. And it was like, the... we were really yeah. banking on those. So it's, it was one of those jobs that, um, but what happens if he's, if he signed it, would it be a case of you, you could use them, but it would be, it wouldn't be a uh, politic to use them after. You yeah. Yeah. The lawyers at, at ITV at the time were like, we're just going to have to respect that. So how, yeah. how long were you solidly doing that job for? Solidly doing? So I did, um, I did, I was a researcher, 98, 99, and then my boss at the time, Nigel Lithgow, said, Simon is wasted during these shows. We want him to do other shows. Because basically, um, Nasty Nigel, who was on Pop Stars, yeah. uh, he was the head of the entertainment department. And, um, you know, these were the, don't forget, this, these were the days of all those big LWT Saturday night juggernaut type shows. Yeah. Um, we're talking Blind Date, Surprise, Surprise, yeah, yeah. Gladiators. It, it, they it were big shows. It would be crazy shows. to say to people now, like, there was a show... There was just, you know, whatever it might be, whatever, you know, whatever your viewers, they've got, you know, 15 million, 20 million people watching. You know, they talk about the X Factor now. You've only got three channels. Or, you haven't got... <laughs> yeah, but still it's, you know, oh, disappointing ratings. It's got five million. And they said, if you launch the show now with five yeah, million, yeah, it's yeah. only because comparatively it was getting 50, yeah. you know, 10, 15 when it started. Um, and obviously pop stars predates it. It probably got even more, I would have thought. Because mm. did that do two, three series? Yeah, Nigel eventually left the department to go and work on pop stars and then became yeah. a huge star in America and ended up dating Priscilla Presley and having all sorts <laughs> of all, <laughs> wonderful life. So that was the first X Factor sort of thing. Yeah, this was slightly later later on. This we were talking early noughties now. Okay, yeah, um, sorry, we skipped it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he he was he was the head of the entertainment department. Did and, I tell you what I went to the audition for the second Big Brother? No, but I can totally picture you in Big Brother. I didn't know everyone. No, crazy. Bear in mind, the first one seemed like a social experiment. It, did, it was didn't a it? good thing. It was thing. a genuine, and they didn't. And the know. second one, I went, and I didn't know. I was literally, I was doing photography. I was doing, I was doing security. I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. And I went to somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but I know it was near a river. And we all had to queue up, and there's about yeah. five hundred people there, and you had to go into a tent, I think, and record like two minutes of you saying something to the camera. But the whole way in the walk into there's two people in front of me. And there's one girl in front of me kept talking about herself to the point of sort of like lunatic to the other girl, not talking to herself, I mean, talking about herself, sorry. 
to this other girl who was just listening. And what she, do you mean saying like, I am a... She kept going on about the fact that, I don't know what it is, but people just like me. And I don't know, it's like my mum says it and my friend says, but like I can be my on the podcast. My mum says she likes me. But she kept me. on and kept on and kept on. And the other one was sort of so polite. She kept going, okay, oh no, that's not... But she kept on. And then I just got about 20 people and I thought, I'm, what am I doing here? <laughs> so you walked, walked off, off yeah. I'd been there about an hour. And anyway, um, yeah, so have you, would you uh, ever go on any reality show? Yeah, I could see. What's the one in the forest? Uh, I'm a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> the forest. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it is. Jungle. jungle. <laughs> it is a jungle out there, yeah, by the way. Hang on. Yeah. Forest and jungle. What's the difference? One's uh, a bit well, tropical. Jungle, yeah, jungle is tropical, <laughs> tends to be, isn't it? And forest is, you know, what we got. Oh, wow. Well. Not the what, what we got. There's those English yeah, lessons. Exactly that, <laughs> I told you I did media. <laughs> What have we got? Um, I'd love to do a come dine with me. Actually, I would love to. Yeah, do a yeah, come yeah. Dine but how? Because um, obviously, you, you've you've peeked behind the curtain. How real is that? How is that? You know. Um, well, it's real. Yeah, it is real. Yeah. Um, Those people are out there. I don't think you have to do a lot with oh, no, something no, no, to put a I camera mean, on is them. There, is there ever a producer behind the scenes going, there will be, yes. You go, oh no, but I mean, what I mean is that they're going, oh, go on, have a go at him. Tell him, you know, exaggerate, you know, if, oh, you found a hair, go on. That, isn't that really gross? You yeah. should get more cross. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, if you watch Gogglebox, those people aren't sat alone making no, those comments. No, no. I always think it's such a coincidence that they all sing the theme tune to a program at exactly the same <laughs> time. You know, yeah. oh, because are they presumably watching screeners or tapes, or they're not watching live? They're watching screeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I was a little disappointed recently when I was listening to um, Melvin Bragg channel. What does he do? Radio Four. Oh, well, he has in our time. Is he yeah, Radio 4, and right? he sl- slipped up. He said, "Oh, that was a good show." He went and no re-records. And laugh. I thought, oh, don't tell me they make them re-say things. It sounds like a conversation. Uh, and now they're making them. Yeah, but there might be re- corrections. There might be technical glitches. Anyway, uh, yeah, I suppose that's. Well, they may say something that's factually inaccurate. That some researcher then goes, "Hold on a sec." Yeah, yeah. yeah. they might get if it's because sometimes you do hear them in the show going, "Oh, actually, I just realised I correct I incorrectly said." Oh, blah, blah, blah. But if it's then. quite a if, if it's quite a significant thing they probably would have to they might want to re-record right. it to avoid confusion. so you'd be up first uh come down with me i think so yeah what would you i think cook? it'd be what hilarious oh gosh i don't know I, I i've got i'm 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 sort of one of these cooks that just throws things in and hopes okay. for the you best. haven't got a special dish you'd have to learn to cook not something really i've learned to cook something and they always <laughs> seem to have funny names for things like you know chicken a la simon or something yeah. and, it's yeah. just like, <laughs> and, then you, and then you look at it and you go it's a chicken here <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> you always think yeah. i love the people that go berserk on that show that's what i'm always Honestly. waiting there's the um there was one where there's yes. a couple on youtube you can find that they're brilliant because you're like what it's it it's nothing to sniff at a thousand pounds but it's the way they're so invested in i must win yeah, yeah it's nothing to sniff at is that much they win a thousand I, I think it is a thousand isn't it something like that and yes it's not, so it's not a life-changing sum of money again it's nothing to sniff at a thousand pounds you know it's not it's thank you very much i'll have that very nice but it's not gonna you're not buying a house with a thousand pounds. So it's yeah. not that kind of money, but people go berserk. Yeah. It's a personality. The egos. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. it is. There was one where the lady, she started reading and I think she went in, in fourth place. It's me. And then went off on one. Oh, she's no. swearing and screaming yeah. at these people and, and shouting <laughs> yeah, at me like, out there, yeah, mate. complete yeah. sociopath. And then another bloke who said, oh, again, I think he came, he didn't even read the list. He just read who the winner was. And oh, just said, oh. The famous one. He's like, what a sad little life. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my house. Yeah. And the camera girl, like, uh, I mean, they probably loved it. The producers were just like, thank you. <laughs> but you know, it's just that awkward moment of like, so we've got to pick up the kit back. Yeah. Get, Get out of my house. Now. Yeah. I um, had a lovely so what, time. 
time, by the way, making one of the DVDs for that program. Oh, what, for the bloopers? or No, it was just a DVD compilation that they did called Come Dine With Me Ex- Extra Spicy, and I had to watch pretty much every episode oh, of Come Dine really? With Me. Oh, so I kind of got quite used to like the mechanics of how they did it after a while. You know, Even though I'd never actually worked on an episode, right. yeah. I watched all of them, and I kind of got to note the format points. Because every program probably unknown to viewers every program has format points to them they're they're specific things that basically makes the program work so uh in other words you know on the x factor for example you know it's about you know uh the fact that you know if there's a good sort of sob story then that person's got to get through regardless of whether they're a good singer or not because of the fact that the audience wants them to get through so it's basically you know, it's the thing. It's the thing. It's the mechanics of what yeah. makes a show work. Um, so, what what were your some of favourite shows that you've worked on? What was you doing with the um, surprise, surprise, and the Silla Black? Oh, yeah, that was a great show. That was a good. That was you know, as somebody that uh, what uh, what I like is when I watch a show as a viewer and then I get to work on it. Yeah. That's I remember great. watching that, that as a kid. Through, yeah. Watching it as a kid, I did actually her very last show that was broadcast it was um 2001 i was still a researcher at the time it was i was just on the brink of taking that next step up and i was the only researcher on the program uh and um i had to find probably about um eight or nine people that would be surprised on that program and in those days it was letters that old-fashioned notion again Um, (laughs) people would write into the show and you'd read uh the letters and obviously the ones that kind of got chosen if they were wanting to meet somebody, for example, mm. would be based on like who we could get at that yeah. time. So I remember we had kind of like Russell Watson had a um, uh, an album coming out. And so there was somebody right. that was a lifelong fan of Russ, Russell Watson with a great uh, backstory. And um, so she was one of the sto- one of the stories we picked. And then Blue were big at the time. And, uh, you know, there were, it was just it was just amazing. Did you work on Blind Date? I did work on Blind Date briefly. Um, I worked um, doing the backstage filming um, in the days when they come off set and then they give their thoughts on how it had gone. It was kind of getting into the reality era by that stage. How much was that real? Did they not have met? They they weren't actors or anything. No, they they weren't actors. Genuinely single people, hadn't seen each other. Yes, correct. And they go to great lengths to keep them apart. Oh, okay, right. And, um, you know, Scylla was one of the big stars of the era. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, she yeah. was a yeah. huge Saturday. She was Saturday night for so many yeah. years. Mm. And so, therefore, to work on that type of program was such an honor for me um, as somebody that sort of, you know, uh, had sort of was rising yeah, the ranks imagine, within yeah. this company. Um, I mean, there she, weren't much she, bigger shows. Nice? She was a star though. Yeah. She was a star and there was definitely a sort of a, 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 an, air. An, air, an air of, you know, <laughs> you don't talk to her unless you're spoken to type thing. But is that, yeah. she was almost Hollywood status in London. I mean, there was, well, she those, was a massive that singer. Yeah, yeah. She? That was the, you know, we always forget about, yeah. but she was a huge pop star before she. Yeah. Would, 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 you ever, like, would you ever go on a dating show? Would I ever go on a dating show? I can see you attraction, on it. I get, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> would you uh, not? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. But you look like you would be on there. I don't know how to that sort of modern look <laughs> yeah like a modern yeah, look I was eliminated like, no what, I have the what sorry like trendy no you know, t- well last week I was minutes. getting shit for my pink jumper oh, I'm surprised I've got jumper, away yeah. with coral this week coral yeah, uh. exactly mate <laughs> 
We're God. having a jumper off here. We are having a jumper <laughs> off here. Yes. Um, so you wouldn't go on there? No. Do you so need Simon to go on there, you. by the way? I think we should get him on there. If, you, if anything comes up. Because I want to him speak. to find love. I'd like him to be in love. I think if people are more in love, they're happier. So I think if everyone was in love. Well, Karem's just married Karem, recently, Karem's so he's sorted. Um, that's he's like, I feel like, I've got a, she'll be listening. Blink <laughs> yeah. um, twice, Karem. If you so if that. it came up no, and they said, look, we need up. somebody, well, you wouldn't do it? No, I'd do it if they needed a stand-in for a rehearsal type thing. Why would not you not a, do it, though? I don't know, it's a bit weird. But it? you're in media. Yeah. But Hang on, weird. are you out of work now? No, after tonight. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it yeah. should have run out. Your contract's run out. Yeah, no, well, technically I'm contracted to the end of the year, but we're not having to do anything. Oh, okay. It's just a bit weird. We're basically on gardening leave till the end of the year. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you wouldn't do it on principle? No, just I just wouldn't. Uh, uh, I would just find it like a bit weird. Blind date? Would I'd just be too self-aware and too self-conscious. Oh, okay, just wouldn't I'd feel right. I'd just be sniggering, obviously. Yeah, I'd yeah. be too busy sniggering during oh, the whole right. thing. You'd feel like I'm in here to mock the thing I... No, I wouldn't be mocking it, but I would just be I would just be too yeah, self-conscious, self-aware, and I'd just be like, mm, like that the yeah. whole way Was through. Was there any TV show you'd go on? Uh, Dancing. No, I wouldn't do the dancing one. Only because my parents, my cooking. parents dance, and so oh, okay. I know I would just get some shit if I got it yeah. wrong. Like cooking, would you go make cooking? Uh, no, because I can't cook. All right, what show would you go on then? Hmm. Must be something. What? What are you into? Like? Crime Watch. <laughs> uh, these days we can all sort of be on tv yeah, really yeah. i mean you know it's it's so there's so much YouTube demand yeah. well you've been filming now so yeah. I, mean, well, I know there's, there's just so much demand for people yeah. and content there's a lot of content these days yeah. that needs people and there are lots of ways to get on tv yeah. and i'm sure eventually warhol we'll style we will all have our 15 what's minutes your favorite um show that you've worked on um, my favourite has to be the one that I worked on the longest. It'll be all right on the night because was um, that your favourite show or your favourite job? Well, let me tell you. Yeah. When I um, was, it's quite a lot of pressure to have to keep coming up with that stuff when there wasn't internet. It is, but that's what makes it um, interesting as a job. Essentially, it's the same job repeating itself the right. more you work on something. But the pressure to make it good yeah. is the pressure that makes it then a challenge. So, you know, um, when I was 13 years old and I first got a VCR back in those days, again, look that up, kids. Um, uh, I, the very first uh, show that I recorded on that VCR on tape number one of probably what ended up to be about 300 tapes was It'll Be All Right on the Night yeah. <laughs> in 1987. And I loved that show and it was a treat when it came on. And, um, the fact that I then got to work on it was 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 it was really amazing. appointment of you as well. Wasn't yeah, it, it was good. I I think again because it doesn't it pre-existed the internet. Mm. It was also less. You got less of the whole. Let's see the making of. Let's see. You yeah. Know, let's see behind the curtain. Let's how the how the thing is. You know. Let's see how the thing is made. You never got that. Are the blooper shows now still going on? Um. Yes. yes. I'm still making them. <laughs> there was something. I mean, there's something on. I think it's five or four as their kind of late night. You know, TV. So your job must be easy now for the internet. Um, it, but, but you're that after makes it easier. so many people doing it. That- yeah, that makes it easier. But now, um, with people being ridiculed for their bloopers, um, oh. the, the licensing of the blooper can sometimes be harder. And there's more layers of kind of like permissions to go through because, you know, even though the talent may say yes, the person that's the, the company that owns the footage 
you know, may say, you know, we don't do bloopers. The Americans are famous at that. We don't do bloopers. Right. In other words, we don't make mistakes. Well, you do. Yeah, yeah. There's one there yeah. that I want for my <laughs> yeah. program. Um, so, yeah. Um, so from, Starbucks from, coffee cup and on the, on the <laughs> Iron Throne. From seeing a, 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 fit, a, a piece of footage... How long does it take before you've got it and it's going in? It can sometimes be really quick. When you're the one that's making the decision as to whether yeah, it's oh, going right. in or not, yeah. as I am now, because I'm the producer, um, I can kind of go, I want that one, go after it. Uh, and I know, you know, I also know which companies are liable to let us oh, to have them. Yeah. So I never go to like the likes of NBC in America oh, wow. uh, or AB, any of those big networks, Paramount, because I know... Well, you'll be paying um, $5,000 per clip if you go to any of those big companies, which yeah, TV say, budgets For like movies and things, you, yes. that's just forget it. It's a no-no, yeah. I mean, you do see movies on blooper shows, but they do this thing called fair dealing, which yeah, basically yeah. means that, that they're using the clip without seeking any permissions. But by doing so, they're reviewing it or critiquing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so when you see these like movie mistake shows on BBC Three where they go, oh my God, look, somebody's wearing a wristwatch in a period drama they haven't actually licensed it correctly they've kind of gone i'm going to rip this off youtube or a dvd and put it in my show and put a little cap whenever you see a caption in the corner that says 20th century fox oh okay whatever um they're crediting the company that they're basically ripping it from because you'll see on on um film film criticism shows they'll have they'll do the same thing they'll have a They'll have the clip. I mean, they're they're more happy to, for that because obviously the film critic. It's yeah. As long as they're not trashing the film, it's public. When they're promoting it, there's kind yeah. of there's a window of opportunity, and they actually give out clips that they yeah, let yeah. you use. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole clip thing is now. I mean, de- even Dennis was Dennis Norden was kind of like, how do you do this in the age of the YouTube? Because now our threshold of expectation is higher as well yeah, because yeah. you can't just have, as you said, somebody sneezing. It's got to be spectacular in yeah. order to make people laugh so it's harder to make funny blooper shows as time and time progresses um but a challenge which i relish so you're freelancing now or do yeah you conf- so i stayed at itv until 2006 i would ended up being producer of it'll be all right on the night very young age 28 um working with dennis norden and i left in 2006 was the first time i was made, made redundant not the last um and um then i had to go freelance in the big wide world i then ended up working for a company called wedding tv which was a sky channel um and uh they had uh, lots of money of investment and they wanted they had aspirations to make their own original programming and i was hired to be the head of programming so basically i i am um, came up with the program ideas at the at the beginning it was just me making them on my own sort of shooting and editing and doing all that multi-skilled thing yeah. that i'd learned at the, i'm going to ask the very obvious question what's wedding tv <laughs> i feel like I've it's a very my obvious, own question. Yeah. i need to answer you in a non-obvious way i think so it's yeah, just yeah, going to because is it yeah it's not a shopping like, no channel it was a, a it was a channel at the time that they bought in all the programs so they were things like say yes to the dress right yeah uh, all those wedding themed channels the, the, the wedding industry is huge yeah. there's it's a multi-billion pound industry uh, you know, and and the average spend of a wedding is something like twenty five to thirty thousand pounds. So there's a lot of money in the wedding industry. Did Asda get in trouble? No, not in trouble. But they were selling a, a George wedding dress, and it was like fifty quid or something. Do you remember well, that? You get, no, yeah. Well, no, I don't remember. But why would you get in trouble for that? What were people? No, I don't know why I use that word. And go, but I remember there's there's some people were mocking it. Yeah, I think probably. Yeah. But again, that's like well, that's fine if you've got money and you can mock it. But maybe if you've not got a lot of money. 
Your, your budget um, might be 50 quid. Exactly. But then you shouldn't be getting married. <laughs> what? Jesus. If you only got 50 quid, why have a ceremony? You can get married for virtually yeah, nothing. Yeah, for free. Actually, that's what I'm saying. These days, it's trendy to be spendthrift. And actually, the cheaper you do it, I the still kind think of more it should be, kudos you I get. I keep saying you shouldn't be allowed to get married till you're 30. I think you should, for the sake of society, just bring that in. Just stop having, because we've got too many divorces. And you're not allowed to have more than 20 people at your wedding. Because then the only people you want will be the ones you're there. Because it's too much of a stress. Because you've got a big family, though. Uh, yeah, if you go to sort of Europe, it gets. I'll, I'll add a few on. You can go up to like fifty. <laughs> yeah, but nobody but bothers. I mean, my, yeah, I mean, not that they would be. But for example, if my grandmother was one of twenty children, so they, that's yeah, you can apply for a special. Then there's no. Then there's no. <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm riffing not here. Yeah. I could, I'd work out the specifics. But Are I think you, you tried to tell me that you've come up with some crazy idea without necessarily thinking the mechanics all the way. <laughs> but through. it works because that's never. No, I'm, I'm not semantics of it. <laughs> It's good. Why do you you're laughing? It that would work. That is better for everybody because you're not you're just thinking about the people involved. I'm talking about society on a whole. Right. If you can't get married to your thirty, that means marriages will be more special. You'd look forward to it and you'd sort of revere people it more. Be living in I don't sin think that fear. many people do get married before thirty these days. But no, but the people too many people get married and then divorce and getting pregnant is another thing. Yeah, maybe they shouldn't get pregnant yeah, until they're thirty. Yeah, that's a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that might be. But that's it. for another show. Yeah, oh, exactly. I but say don't do anything to you, though. I'm not being funny. Just work lie everything. on the grass. Work. To, don't do anything to you, 25. Just have jobs until yeah. you figure out what you're... Because it's about depression. People do go up too many ladders that they can't get down because now they've got a mortgage and a thing associated with their job. And it leads to depression things because they can't stop doing that and do the thing that they should have done to start with. But when you're 20, you don't know what the bloody hell you want to do. Oh, let's get off of this. <laughs> but this is so a wedding TV. I yeah. had a lovely time working on <laughs> wedding TV. <laughs> I travelled all over the world. I they they sent me to these honeymoon destinations. I travelled every Caribbean island. It was amazing, an amazing time. And I was kind of like, I went to my um, bosses with program ideas, and they literally said, "Yeah, let's do that." And it was the freest time that I've ever experienced that great. in TV. It, just... it was fantastic. We won best channel at the. Um, uh, broadcast awards one year and we won best channel at the freesat awards the next year we were doing really good things really yeah. really good things and making kind of a name for ourselves even though we had a very small I'm budget and we're about coming here yes the big but <laughs> I, I remember when i said i was made redundant for the first time yes, in 2006 well, yeah. <laughs> i was yeah. made redundant for the second time in 2010 when it all came crashing down and all the money had been spent so yeah i was how does yeah how does a channel go bust they just don't get well, enough advertising revenue and... it was a difficult time because 2008 of course the economic yeah, crash yeah, yeah. and people weren't spending the sorts of money that they used to on advertising because all the purse strings were getting tightened and um it was a million dollar idea uh to coin a, a phrase yeah. but it it just um you know it wasn't feasible and of course as well there, there were flaws like um you know the barb rating system which is basically how you measure the success of a program how many viewers are tuning in yeah you know when you're at channel 266 um and also when the barb system is um being calculated by households as opposed to single people as in you know like a, a, if you're a, a young lady that might be watching on her own is not calculated mm. because it's only in households of families. So yeah, basically um, it all ended for me. I was made redundant again at aged 
32. I mean, I, but at least it was, the whole, was, it was the whole company. I was full when it's the, yeah, yeah, it's it was the one person of the whole company. <laughs> yeah, or? although I was the first to go because oh. I was the most expensive. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yes. oh, well, it sort of works. So that, that is like the Simpsons. Yeah. We regret to announce yeah. the following redundancy. You're too expensive yeah. to go. Fair enough. That's yeah, exactly. not a bad thing. Um, like, you yes, mentioned the rating thing. So I've mm. never known that. How do they class, how do they know who's watching what TV show? Right. Have you ever met anybody that's met the Queen? Yes. Okay, that's. I'll take a Thank yes qu- from Theo. Right, yeah. I, met, yeah. I met Tony Blair once. There you so go. Met the Queen. So we've all got these connections to Hang really on, far out. How did you meet Hold Tony on. Blair? <laughs> How did you meet Tony Blair? Uh, so he came to our school one day. This was when he this was just before the Iraq War. So he was still very popular. It was oh, in the well, build up okay. to the election. Okay. Uh, the next election, I think it was. And uh, they just needed a bunch of dweeby kids who weren't going to cause any shit for the photo call. Oh, so you were So I was top of the list. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Uh, right. So, so sorry. We've met, we know people that have met the Queen, yeah, Tony yeah. Blair. But I've never, ever met anybody with a barb box in their house. I don't know who these elusive True. people are. Yeah. I've also never met anybody who works for a cigarette company who was associated with a cigarette company, which I find odd. With ah, cigarettes I everywhere. think that's something that people would deny more than anything. Well, I've, I could have a story about that, but I won't talk about it on okay, fair enough. Go, so. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically you've got a black box on top of or inside your TV that measures what channel you're watching. But they know it's how, in there. It's not like yeah, China. they know it's in there. I think they probably get paid to be on the panel as well. Mm. And, you know, if they watch a program, it's, it's, it's in sort of quarter of an hour increments as well. So you can see when you get the ratings through, if your program's going up and down, you can kind and of And they just live in a normal see. life. They're just going to work, yeah. turning it on. It's not yeah. telling you to watch a certain yeah. thing. And- it's a cross rep, meant to be a cross-representative sample of, of what, households. Like, you just get a letter UK. through the post would you just say would you like to do this i think you're probably invited to do it i would imagine because um, i was worrying like where they'd look for it would be sort of tainting the pool if you sort of that it will inevitably have to be yeah. all over the uk yeah. so there'll be people from penzance to you know, but, i mean they're not putting an advert in the back of readers wives no. or <laughs> Readers' wives. <laughs> I've, 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 I've just tied it. That would explain the huge ratings on Babe Station. Yeah, I've got a story about that. I can't <laughs> say it online. Yeah, it's, about that, yeah. it's quite a big story, actually. Uh, I can't talk about. It. Okay, I can't talk about it. You can't. T- you can't keep talking. We're gonna have to do some sort of Fialucci after dark <laughs> thing. <laughs> a blooper reel. Uh, yeah, for yeah, exactly. There we go. We've got <laughs> yeah, you need to save your bloopers if you get any. Well, I, I come out the gutter, the so like I've got a lot of dark stories. Yes, we know. But I've always been on the right side, so they, they elite. Like I can. Uh, Simon, <laughs> let me fill you in. What happens is. Theo starts the story with, I was right because, and then me and the guest, or me and Charles, the other co-host, we decide whether it was But bad. it's not, but <laughs> tell me, oh no, I, I, I'll always defend, because I don't say things out of emotions. Yeah. I think about society on the whole. Yeah. So I don't even class me. I'll go against myself. But it's for the whole. But everyone else who laughs, they're the ones that are doing it selfishly. Like when you're talking about the wedding, you're just talking about individual people. I'm talking about in terms of, marriage as an entity yeah that's why we're still on the wedding thing we are still on the wedding thing (laughs) um right so yeah yeah um so so, ratings they were once huge when there were three channels and now they're not so huge because there's but how do they keep up with ratings now this is online yeah they still doing that yes well it's easy to quantify who's watching online because you can the numbers are there yeah Yeah, the the numbers are there they can just go this is the downloads isn't it yeah and eventually we'll find out who's watching netflix and stuff there i think they're they're up for kind of like joining the system yeah. they seem, but they've been very reticent to say they how, have until now is really yeah, odd, yeah isn't it i suppose oh, they really they, yeah they, yeah, they don't they don't to... release their viewing figures they they might say oh, oh this is our most streamed thing but 
that could be 10. But what's interesting about them is, of course, you're dealing with the world, a world of ratings. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, every right. single country Although around is, the world. it is geo-locked, isn't it, certain things? Yeah, right? probably. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. some things are, you can't get here and there and vice versa. I, I accidentally I logged on to Netflix once about a couple of years ago, and it was the American version, yeah. which you think would be the same. I thought, it's not. And everything was in yeah, dollars. And it was yeah. like, what? And then about an hour later, it snapped back. Yeah, everyone's so been that's happened floor. a few times where they've had glitches. So if there's a big show and it's because it's going out live, I think they've had that with things like maybe not Game of Thrones, but something where it's meant to go out live. They already had the copy to then go out later right. but whoops somebody released it yeah. and then obviously immediately someone's ripping it right there's torrent yeah so they've had um, trouble for that what tv t- shows you watch now um i still watch all the things that i used to watch i watch an awful lot of retro things like right. i, I was love say, challenge tv if you're yeah. in t- no i was gonna say because if we were doing podcasting i'd still listen to podcasts yeah but but it is a bit so like much the, TV. yeah a i, lo- I love tv still right, right. i tend to watch sort of documentaries and things that i don't work on i don't really watch other people's clip shows because <laughs> they really infuriate me if i've not made them myself yeah. then i'm, but, I'm not uh, yeah you were something going oh the way they've constructed these clips <laughs> in this order is completely you know, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Do what, uh, so what shows do you watch then um, so I, I mainly watch like documentaries. I've watched um, the BBC sort of a Met Police documentary okay. recently. I'm sort of watching stuff like that. I'm not really following anything dr- drama. Is there something wise. you wouldn't do? Like if there's a medical show or you have to have operations, is there something you wouldn't do? Well, let me tell you, the way TV works is basically you are hired on the strength of your last job. So yeah. I will only ever get hired really to do sort of entertainment-y type shows um, I'll never be working on Panorama because there are more qualified people. I'll never be working on sport because I know nothing about sport. That said, I did do once do a, a World Cup show um, on ITV with Angus Deaton. It was called World Cup Epic Fails. And I think I would I would dare to say that was probably the funniest show that I ever did because <laughs> Angus Deaton is just so amazing at delivering yeah. really dry yeah. lines. Um, still, in, still sort of in TV jail, isn't he? In TV jail, yeah, do you know what? It's funny because he had since hosted Hell's Kitchen yeah. since and he did, his scandal. Uh, yeah. He did the, the fellow off of series. Nine News or whatever. Have I got news for you? Yeah, yeah. and he and, got... Uh, oh, you so used to work on that? I've done, I've done bits on it, yeah. Oh. And so he... Um, the host got done for a meeting. He basically he basically had sex with prostitutes and there was cocaine involved. And But I think it, because it happened t- two different instances, yeah. but because it, it then led to... Roughly similar time, but it was like, oh, there was a headline. It was like, oh, it was a one-off kind of thing. It was like, oh, actually, it turns out there was another one. And because it's hard to be the satirist when you're, you oh, know, you right, can't be yeah. holding up other people to going. You know, if he was, if he was sort of doing, I don't know, some laddie type. He wasn't beating her up or anything. No, so man has sex. But if, no, but it was, you know, it's difficult to, to then lay into other people, as you're saying. Yeah. Somebody told me yesterday. Don't ever go at me for saying this, right? Because I don't know if it's true or not. I will re- I will wait to see if I'm going to... Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just relaying the yeah, information, yeah, yeah. and I don't know if he's winding me up. He said that um, Steve Coogan... So I was talking about how much I like Steve Because I was staying in a travel uh, lodge. I mean, sex with someone on a pile of money? No. Oh, okay. Because I was in... Allegedly. I had to stay in a travel lodge the last couple of days. So... But anyway, and some I was joking about it does feel like Alan Partridge is about to walk in. It feels like a cliche of like um and so he called me Alan Partridge and I said, Oh, we started talking about Steve Coogan, I can't remember why. But he said, Oh yeah, and do you remember when he got done I'm just saying what he said, shagging the girl over the balcony. <laughs> So this is, I know this story and I've heard it from multiple people. Because they said people. then he went on to be really annoyed with like, um, he started doing speeches about like uh, journalism and freedom of speech and uh, uh, <laughs> filming you and all that. 
And he said he hasn't really got the right considering he was having sex with somebody and it got filmed or photographed. So he was having, so what, he got done for, what, indecent exposure or something like that? No, he didn't get done, but it was the fact of the story came out yeah. that he was having sex with them and leaving over the balcony. But is that true then? I, I don't know. Doesn't. Is it true? Uh, I couldn't say. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. I wasn't there. It doesn't seem to be <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, Oh, so it took us down a dead end there. We've got no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that we hold up the celebrity. I mean, because have you ever been working on a show at the time and it's like, yeah, maybe I, I, I appreciate it might be difficult to name names, but you've ever had a show where you go, so and so, you know, you're working with, um, this never happened, obviously. You're on a show with Scylla and then there's a headline going, Scylla yells a waitress, you know, but something more extreme. She punches the waitress for getting her order wrong. I haven't had time. anything like that. I've been told not to talk to the press at various times sure, because sure. certain stories might be coming out. Yeah. To be clear, that thing with Scylla, that's yeah, just something I'm yeah. made of completely. Uh, a, a dear friend of mine who ended up being the head of um, entertainment at ITV um, was working with Scylla on the show when she quit live when she on, quit air. on air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he had to deal with that. And apparently she told him just before... Um, she went on that he, she was going to make an announcement and not to worry and uh, yeah. just basically go with it. So that's quite nice. What did that's she quit respectful. for? Because uh, they moved her show, didn't they? They moved. That was, I think, the big, basically massive. You know, it was still uh, although the ratings blind were, date. Yeah, yeah. not when her husband died, and she gave up sort of thing or something. Uh, no, I think she this quit. Was, it was a quitting. I'm, I'm now, yeah. yeah. So essentially, um, although the ratings were lower they were still massive yeah it was just like you know oh you're only getting 15 million now instead of 20 and they had i think itv had the premiership they had a sports show didn't they and they bumped her later it was i'm not sure what it was but for some reason it was some anniversary of the show or some special occasion they decided to do it live and that's why she seized that opportunity Mm. to make the announcement that she would be leaving the show after 20 plus yeah. years and um yeah this friend of mine had to, had to deal with that as a young producer and that you know yeah. my goodness yeah i've had i've had somebody quit on air but it wasn't uh i was just what, the like, gambling place yeah, yeah, yeah but i was just like ready with the cut button to vt <laughs> or something uh because he just said this is my last but you know he just went yeah. this is my last thing good night and because i didn't know he was quitting and i was like oh i think he told me just before but he why just would said, you do that on air that's very. I thought he was going to. Like, but he, he wasn't having a rant. But I was thinking, is he going to rant? Crazy. He didn't. But I just because you always think, don't, don't do that. Because she was uh, hers was not a rant. It wasn't. No, a, not, down not in flames. But why it would was, it, unless there's a problem? Why would some he people say do it on that. air? Just to be, you know, just to make it What's categorical. Make it's just just making an announcement, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Just, just make just it categorical. Yeah, but I think the thing you'd tell, say to you then, he's going to say it on air. I think he, uh, oh, no, I think he said, oh, well, um, good, but, you know, this is our last one. If you one announced now. it beforehand, they would want to manage it in their own yeah, way, yeah, the production company. It. Whereas you, if you um, do it spontaneously, it's just, it's out there now. Like, and then like, suddenly it becomes headline news, so front page news. Him, yeah. yeah. Um, like Andrew, would you do a TV producer on a gambling show? On a gambling show, as in a like a, a casino-y type show. Yeah, that's what I do at the moment, or did do. Yeah. Um, I have actually, in a part of my career that I've not spoken about yet, oh. <laughs> I did work for a channel called Big Game TV. Oh, God. Uh, it was year 2006. Not, not shooting uh, lion, lions <laughs> yeah. and things. In yeah, not kind of big game. No, it was early, two th- well, it was 2006. I'd just been made redundant from ITV and I'd gone for this job interview and they'd offered it to me. It was a good salary. It was actually better than what I was earning at ITV. And um, there were promises of earning hundreds of thousands of pounds oh, in nice. bonuses mm. as well. And um, this channel basically was a quiz channel. It was 
up in the recesses of um, Sky somewhere, um, yeah. you know, channel 200 and something, I can't remember, or 800 and something, I think it was, even, I can't even remember. Yeah, but people were watching it, and they were p- basically paying to call in with their answers to a very simple riddle that would appear on the screen. So it would, you know, be like a word, like, fill in the blank. Yeah. Sports what? What everybody go, I know that, sports day, or whatever, you know sports quiz or whatever um and they call in but they only had a one in six or seven chance of getting through and then when multiple people were calling at any one time they have a one in a hundred chance of getting through or something so it was a it was a money spinner for the people that were running it and those profits were going to eventually be passed down to the key workers of which i was one of them um but it always left a sort of funny taste in my mouth i just wanted to sort of make you know tv programs although yeah, i'd love yeah, to yeah. make quiz shows um and at the time a scandal broke it was blue peter were found out to be cheating with the phone-in competitions and um it was a big scandal because what was the for, cheat? well that they pre-selected the winner so they got people to phone in uh, for a competition well, that? i thought that's what they do no, give it to him. Pre-selected, as in they'd made their decision before everybody had called in <gasps> who the winner would be. Kids program. Yes, that's a scandal. You see, you've grown up with Blue Peter. You know it. You trust mm-hmm. it. You trust the presenters. And if the BBC could do that, then this channel at number eight hundred must be doing it too. Except we weren't. We were doing it really by oh, the book. There was so one on ITV, wasn't there? Yeah, was it Quiz Quiz Call? Quiz Call Quiz Mania. Yeah. There were loads of them. Yeah, and... where it was like, what would you find in a lady's handbag? And the yes. answer was wrench. And although that, <laughs> although that's um, that was the top answer. So we'll we'll see. Like you know, so obviously someone went lipstick, and they went, yeah. yeah, fifty quid. But you know, the hundred grand or whatever, the the loot, the, the top prize was something ridiculous. Like I think it was wrench, yeah. or it'd be like a haddock. And although. <laughs> Feasibly, you could fit those things in a lady's handbag. I think, you know, the the sort of courts, as it were, Ofcom ruled that that was not, in the ASA, I suppose, um, ruled that that was not necessary in the spirit. I don't think that they ever had any trouble with Ofcom in particular. Um, it was just the trust in yeah, the yeah. viewers that kind of killed them. And basically, because of this Blue Peter, because Blue Peter did it, um, yeah, sort assumed, of yeah. immorally, if you like. Yeah, it had a knock-on effect. To didn't the presenters have to apologise on air for that? And <laughs> yes, yes. And they're like, bloody hell, we didn't pick him. Get the kids are going. What are you talking about? You know, the only competition I've ever entered in my life yes. was a blue Peter competition. When I was a kid, kid, kid. you were cheated. You you know, and now trusted. I'm a bit because, and I swear it was a change in my personality because I assumed if I did something, I'd get something back. I had somebody send in. I said, what's that dinosaur? And I knew it was a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's how far back that staggered me. And I got nothing. And when the person's name popped up, like four weeks later, I was like, fucking... And then you wrote to Sandra, you didn't write back, and that was it. I was, I was so that was the beginning off, of your four villainy. weeks of waiting a long time. Do you know what uh, the, the breakdown of what Tyrannosaurus Rex means? <laughs> well, it's Tyrant Lizard King, yeah. Oh, well done, yeah. You got it. Um, but yeah, so I knew that. What I got, do I win? And I got sod all for it, and now sod I'm glad power. they got in trouble for that, because like, I might have been robbed. <laughs> Because it was pointless. They took that. I should get the money back for that stamp that I didn't pay for. <laughs> right. So no. Anyway. I feel so yeah. Now. So you were doing. Uh, so you had a kind of a brief, brief thing. Yeah. Into the- it's the only job that I've ever left. Actually, um, 
because I ended up doing these graveyard shifts of like 12 midnight till three in the morning yeah. and stuff um, because it was on so late. And actually the best viewer viewing figures came late at night. I think it was drunk people coming home from oh, the yeah. pub going, I'll have a go at that <laughs> ringing up pound a time. And um, you know, basically um, it wasn't fulfilling me creatively, although it was great at, at the beginning because it, you know, we, come up with new ways of using the set and new graphics and it was a new games to play it was it was really interesting but it just didn't float my boat by the end of it and then eventually the channel ended and yeah. um, but i've made some lifelong friendships from that and people ended up um you know doing quite well from it some of the presenters you know that they went and presented main, mainstream shows yeah, yeah. how um, have you worked on any shows overseas was it all been i have yeah, oh, yeah. I've done um, some. I've done some blooper shows for America. NBC's oh. most outrageous moments, the world's funniest weather. So that time, the NBC. The world's funniest weather. Yeah, usually people getting blown off bridges and stuff oh, like that, or they're doing <laughs> yeah. news reports and something whacks them in there. Uh, and I did a I did a, a six week stint in China for the X Factor, where I went over when when um, when companies overseas buy a program mm. format so i was talking about format points before yeah so yeah. um there's a bible how to make a program so in other words you know um this is what the set should look like this is what the music should be this is how the lighting should be this is how the presenters should be at, at various points there are ways to do it right and ways to do it wrong so um Fremantle uh, hired me for six weeks to go to china to basically oversee the chinese x factor and um i'd never well i actually had done surprise surprise in china before as well because i'd worked on surprise surprise and did that for a week as well in china actually a week was enough in china <laughs> i should have known better than to yeah. go for six uh, although that said um it, it's really interesting culturally to learn how foreigners make tv um because well in china in particular they've got as we say all the gear and no idea yeah um but they're keen to learn really keen to learn and um uh, i'll tell you a story so i've previously said about how the sob story should always get through yeah, yeah. um this guy came on in china he was a prison warden and he had his kid with him. It's um, a surprise, surprise. No, this is this is X Factor. Oh, X Factor. Okay. So he came on to sing. He sang a song. Okay. Uh, and he, but he had his kid with him in, you know, in the wings. And then the 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 wife came out with the kid. And the basically the song was basically he calls me uncle because he never sees me because oh, the, because he's a prison sad, warden. Actually. Yeah. And he never gets to see right, the child. Okay. He's too busy executing all the prisoners. Basically, <laughs> yeah. And it was this wonderful sob story. The mother was crying. The father was crying. You know, the audience were all yeah. applauding. And the judges came down to the voting and um, they said, yes, no, yes. And it should be yes for him to get yeah, through. Yeah, but yeah. The, the fourth one said no. And oh. so I halted the whole production. And this is me, the, the crazy Brit just yeah. coming over here just to kind of like oversee yeah. the production. I halted the whole production. I said, look, you know, we want this guy to get through because right. he is a great <gasps> story. Yeah. We want him to get through. The whole audience are rooting for yeah, him. Yeah, and now yeah. the Chinese are very proud. Right. Yes. They want to lose now, face. The way to do it would be to take that take and then, and then all the judges backstage would then have a conflap and they go, look, I've made a mistake. Um, we need this guy to go through. And they, they'd film all of it. Right. And it would be part of the program. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, so yeah. But the Chinese, because they're so proud, oh, they won't do it. They won't do that. So they insisted after about an hour of halting this program and all the audience waiting around oh, for this conflab to happen, um, they said, okay, we'll just do a retake. So we got the guy back on the stage and they did the retake. Yes, no. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, and in the end, that pr- that story ended up being number the very first story in the very first series of X Factor China. So it was so important to them in the end, they realised oh, yeah, how important yeah. it was that it ended up in a really prime position in the show. Did it ever get out that it was faked? Or Well, it wasn't well, faked. It was redone, it was, sorry, they changed done. their minds, yes. thanks to what I told them yes. to <laughs> basically convince them to They changed their minds because you told them to. Yeah. It's been and, and, China and, one and, week, fascism yeah, exactly. rules. Already. And I was right. So, yeah. yeah. How yeah. did you get the person to change their mind? Like, what oh, it took a lot of saying? talking. I just had to sort of, you know... You know, yeah. but they were lovely. The the Chinese judges were, lo- and they were all people like of the era. Like it was probably like the Sonia of the eighties, but Chinese. <laughs> you know, Sonia. They, were, you know, they were all like great. But, people. What about the language? Uh, I had to have a translator with me the whole time. Every time. Every time. So you try so, to convince somebody through a translator. Yes. So everything I said, you know, um, would literally be a d- delayed reaction. So you'd say something. <laughs> It would yeah. get translated. It's hard to They'd say something, things. then it would get back, translated back to me. So it was a very long process. Probably oh, why it took an hour and not 10 minutes. And you were there for six weeks. I was there for six weeks. I so When you came back to England, when you started saying stuff, did you sort of look for an interpreter? <laughs> <laughs> I should have done, yeah. It, it, was, it was great. And they learned so much. And actually recently, one guy who was one of the editors, but I do like little sort of masterclasses yeah. with them, show them how to do the editing and everything. One guy who was one of their editors, very young, guy probably in his early 20s now has his own business of with 150 employees and has oh, gone really? on to be this hotshot in china doing what? i'm not taking TV any production. responsibility for it but i'm just saying wow isn't that amazing yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. you can really make you know what does he do he's just got his own production company oh, production he's making company. entertainment shows and have you where do you move up from because you've been doing so many things like is there a do you go do you know what i want to stop doing all that now and i just want to run a, a chip shop no, <laughs> no well, a production company of your own and have people do the work and I'll just point at things. Well, do you know what? Um, it's easier said than done that. I mean, yes, maybe one day, but I like being... You like a, doing the job you're doing. So I like yeah. being hands-on. I'm Although I'm sort of given the title of executive producer on these programs, I'm effectively the showrunner. So right, basically yeah, yeah. I make the decisions and choose the music for the theme tune. I hire the talent. Um, I'm doing these shows at the moment called When TV Goes Horribly Wrong on Channel F- Channel 5. There was one on the other day when game shows go yeah, horribly wrong. Yeah. I've done 18 of them. They're three hours each. And I'm a, a wonderful production company called Cracket Productions. And they hire me, but on a contract basis. So right. in other words, if there's a commission, then I get a job. Right, okay. But so far, touch wood, wherever there is any, um, I've been sort of solidly there for four years. Well, almost, almost solidly, because I've gone off to do Michael McIntyre's uh, big surprises and various other things the royal wedding oh my god i'm name dropping now <laughs> uh, so uh, why not so, so when it's like oh yeah. he's met the queen it's like you, <laughs> you so, yeah. wedding. i like being employed and i think that uh, you know <laughs> yeah, it's, a hell of a statement, yeah. Yeah. it's a hell of a statement but <laughs> yeah. you know in tv it's a very precarious yeah, yeah. business yeah. and um you know you never know when it's all going to end but for now i like doing what people want me to do and what I enjoy doing, which is basically making. Is there any funny ideal job for you? Like you'd go, oh, I'd love to be part of that. Like if somebody was watching. I think I'm doing my ideal job really, but yeah, what I would like to do is maybe one day do a game show, which I haven't really done other than that production dread, dreadful experience as in a producer. 2006. Yeah. What would have been your ideal game show? Blank, um, blankety blank. No, the price is right. No doubt about oh, really? it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love that. Is I that, love that show. Is that still on? 
It's only no. in America, isn't it? But it's only in America. Because that's yeah. a very sort of a, that's a that's a good show. That is like it works, doesn't it? The, the Price is Right. It's, it's always it's an enduring format. It's been on since I think it's like 1972 in America. And uh, Bob, Bob Barker was like a de- sort of Dennis Norden of his day. He was like a sort of um, yeah. you know a, a, a hero to everybody. And um, he presented it way into his 80s as well. Um, and it is, he is still going, um, Bob Barker. I like the fact that I've asked you and you, you're struggling to find something that you, you're, you're not doing. Like That's a really good place to be, man. That's, I'm so happy to hear. Oh, like, bless you, Theo. That's really nice because you don't often hear that. It'll, you say, what is it like to do? You often hear... I'll actually want to, and you go, oh, no, yeah, it's quite nice to hear it. I'm doing it. You know, I'm really still yeah. black and all. You go, well, yeah. I've done the, no, I, this is it. There's nothing, yeah. this is the best, this is the ideal job. Yeah, we don't have the prices right here, is it? Yeah, we? you think that'd be, we uh, have, have we had it here or am I misremembering? We have. We had it with Leslie Crowther in the 80s, Bruce Forsyth in the 90s, Joe Pasquale in the noughties, oh, recently yeah. Alan Carr on Channel 4 oh, did right. one. So, yeah, and it's probably what's coming What's the big back. show now? Not X Factor, like what's the game show? Big one now. Blankety Bank or something now? We don't not have really know anymore, do we? What's well, on at five o'clock, six o'clock? Big on a Stars Saturday. Little Star does quite well for ITV. Um, the Chase is hugely popular. Pointless oh, yeah, is yeah. hugely popular. What's the Chase? Yeah, we have the quiz What's shows. The chase? We tend to do quiz shows more rather than oh, game I suppose, shows, yeah. don't we? I would say. Anyway. Yeah, we tend to. Do I've more never quiz. known the difference, but yes. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. quiz shows is questions. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. You can yeah. sort of look at a quiz show and go, "Oh, that." I know what you mean. Correlation of crosswords, like well, kind of, yeah. But you could because I mean, I suppose something like the Wall is probably more like a game show, although it's got questions. I thought they've got a th- um, the balls that does well for the, the balls yeah with Danny yeah. Dyer isn't it mm. I haven't, I've only seen bits of it. I'm to Dale Winton that rings a bell shopping, well, shopping oh he's dead yeah a couple of years back didn't he the shopping fella uh, yeah the um, running around with the shopping basket <sighs> I did a show with Jet Dale Winton one of his last shows he he voiced, was good in camera I liked him when game shows go horribly wrong, which was just yeah, on the yeah. other night, um, repeating. Um, and um, I had the best time with him because we both just talked about TV for, oh, the, really, first, yeah. for the first yeah. hour of this voiceover that we were doing. And he was just such a lovely, warm guy. And, um, you know, he's one of these people that his voice, when you hear it, yeah, it just brings yeah. the show to life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, we had some pretty serious stories, had to get him to sort of not do them so camp um but yeah um yeah he was just a really lovely guy and when the show aired because they air they're three hours long they air from nine o'clock till midnight on the on the night that the show aired he sent me an email and he'd watch the show going out live as as uh, you know did everybody else and he sent me an email and he he said um how wonderful he thought the show was and how he'd love to work with me again uh, and it was this lovely, lovely email. His email was something like Dusty Dolly Dale or something. It was a hilarious <laughs> email address. And um, yeah, he was just a really, really, really nice guy. And um, to, to, because I've done all these um, shows uh, on Channel 5, they, we, we always have a different voiceover for each of them. So I've got to work with some really iconic people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I suggest them. And then we go to Channel 5 and we say, how who, how, how do you feel about, you know, Angela Rippon host it, uh, voicing when, when Eurovision goes horribly wrong or something? And they say yes. Um, but, I've you know, we've had some great people through the doors doing those shows. And most recently, two shows that are just coming out. Um, I've just done um, 101 Near Misses, 
with Shane Ritchie voicing it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the it's, names of the shows, I just love it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I've just done uh, 101 Puppies, uh, voiced by Ashley Jensen. So, 101 Puppies? Yeah. Like an, I'm assuming the near misses is, you know, people all yeah, getting hit by yeah. stuff. The Puppies yeah. is basically just puppies doing cute things for an hour. It's a really cute show, actually. It's, it's I would not totally watch it. I would it's totally watch on that. Yet, but it's yeah. so who, cute. Ashley? Ashley Jensen, she was in, do you like Ricky Gervais shows? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she's the love oh, interest of yeah, Ricky yeah, Gervais. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really good. warm Scottish yeah, voice. Nice, yeah. Yeah, and I've just done a show about truckers with um, Tim Healy. So I get, get to work with interesting people. And, you know, uh, people always ask me, which I'm sure you will in a second, have you ever had a bad showbiz experience? Yeah, totally. I, it went through my head and I thought, I'm not going to ruin the mood. Yeah. <laughs> but as you've mentioned it. I haven't. I really haven't. No. And I, I always live by this. Sort you of must like, have. No, You're no. forgetting early on? No, no. Um, I, I think the bigger the star the smaller the ego usually so it's always usually but i think the it's bit... more than your disposition than that the maybe must, sometimes and i'm good at i'm good at dealing riding with the waves with yeah. people yeah yeah i i'm you know I'm, I'm sort of i wouldn't say i'm a yes man but i like to at least make yeah, people I mean, you feel can solve like problems their own in way. another country through an interpreter so you're good <laughs> so your, your skills are pretty good um what does somebody didn't get on with then just didn't get on with them Did... no Never. But then I love showbiz and therefore I'm doing showbiz shows. And, and I you're love... doing entertainment. These yeah. Sort of people, yeah. Entertainment type people. What about you and your media career? At well, have got... I ever had people that, um, no, nothing. No. Into mouth, nothing. Into mouth. You get moments, people. Low level just... starlet. That's, um, no, you tend to, yeah, yeah, it was a bit like we were talking about before, I think before we went live, or maybe it was, uh, you know, that sometimes agents can be difficult. Oh, okay. In mm. the case, um, and you think, oh, but you're so, you know, the client then. Uh, so if I, when I've done casting, you're like, oh, the actor's so lovely and their agent is a servant of the devil. Um, I think, or, what about you with agents and people you have to go through to that? That must be, uh, is that an ongoing? Yeah. Um, and because on these uh, talking head shows that I'm doing for Channel 5, I get through 40 talking heads per show so i've made 18 of them so i've mm. probably got through about 800 different and i try and make them all different every yeah, show as well yeah. i don't want to have the same people on yeah, every yeah. show um so i've probably booked um you know through my through my bookers they've they've booked um sort of 800 people and um i don't know how, you know generally it comes down to money and stuff i did have an agent i did a show about um about animals it's called when tv animals go horribly wrong uh and the, oh the, the agent wanted to know why i was paying one person more than another person of oh. his and insisted that we pay them all the same and uh, they know that do they how do how well they yeah know? they're the same agency they would oh, yeah, so same, same agent same oh, agents yeah yeah and 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 one one i'd heard of and the other was quite famous and that's why i was paying him right, yeah. this amount and the other one was sort of somebody that was an animal presenter but you know it's like i hadn't quite heard of them so let's give them less i i decide what everybody yeah, gets yeah. paid on the show but you know as the, really the agents should know that they should if they're going to be i mean i know they want their 10 20 but they've got to i i did uh i did something recently and it, it was the person that where we were going, it was just a kind of general kind of thing and it was just like give us some suggestions and this is roughly what the fee is going to be and someone sent me one and i was like <sighs> really just too high was it no it wasn't too oh. high i was just like really do you think that's fair oh right it was yeah i know that sounds really horrible but it was just like really 
<laughs> Could you not sense from what the email? What, what, what plans have you got then? Are you out of work as of today? Can you look for other work? Uh, so I'm not allowed to take a full time job until then. But you're year. still getting paid to the end of the year. Yeah, so I get paid to the end. Of the Obviously, year. you're and off. My bank account number is this, <laughs> and my sort code. So hang on, so, yeah. you, so that's a good thing then. Yeah, so I'm doing freelance work and stuff, um, oh, right, and I've okay. got the. It's quite. It's timed in quite nicely because there's some writing stuff that needs to oh, be okay. done because it's all actually being produced, but. Right. You're always writing up until the moment they start rolling the camera <laughs> and then even on set. So, yeah, so that's quite, it's yeah. quite nice timing actually with that. So what, what, what do you look forward to in the future? I mean, professional wise, you're just sort of, you're doing your thing and whatever comes up great. But outside of that, is there anything you're going to be moving overseas? You're... No plans. You're trying to get rid of me. <laughs> no, I just think if you got, I want, I like to know that people have got stuff to look forward to. Have you got anything um, in the pipe work? I mean, if you're doing your dream job, I'm it might be hard. Thing, yeah, yeah. Know, it's hard to I think of... the key is just, you know, it is, a, it is a sort of um, difficult industry to sort of sustain. Anybody that is a survivor in, 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 in showbiz is, has my sort of respect because it's one of those jobs where it's quite easy just to kind of fall off the radar and I think, you know, as I keep saying, you're only as good as your last job. So yeah. I just want to keep working, keep doing what I love doing and, um, you know, keep the shows sort of fresh. You know, I pride myself in not repeating too many clips yeah, from yeah, show yeah. to That's show. Good. You know, yeah. I don't really, you know, I could, you know, when they tell me what shows they want me to make next, I can kind of almost write out the clips yeah, on a piece yeah. of paper in five minutes. But actually, I don't That's want good. all those clips. I don't want... Yeah. Grace Jones being slapped on Russell Harty because everyone's seen it before. Mm. I don't want, you know, it's um, not knocking them out. I want to yeah. do a good job. I want to do a good job. I want. I always say to my team, I want new old stuff. Yeah. In other words, yeah, yeah stuff yeah. that people have forgotten that would be a treat to see again, or just stuff, stuff that's basically, you know, fresh that feels fresh. So. You know, I do pride. There is a good. There is a good way to do clip yeah, shows. Right, and there's yeah. a. There's a not good way. I mean, I'm sort of like you know, I'm not like you know the most groundbreaking producer in the world by any stretch of the imagination. But what I like to do is do bread and butter type shows really well. That's what yeah. I think. That's all I can ho hope to do. There's something to be said for that because there are um, a lot of clip shows, and you go. God, this is just like you say, it's just the fucking. If I have to Knocking watch that Grace out, yeah, Jones, yeah. or I have to watch Del Boy fall through the bar one yeah. more time, or <laughs> oh, it still works though. You know, I was still funny, but you go, you know, the fun, you know, yeah. when it's, but it's like, you don't really earn your money. Moments. It's not shocking because we've seen Grace Jones hit that guy 50,000 times, you know, so it is nice when you get a clip and you go, Oh, I haven't seen that. I mean, I was watching, uh, it was on Instagram, but it was just something that Star, you know, official Star Wars put out of um, Carrie Fisher because I think it's obviously coming up to the release of the new film. And then beyond that, it's going to be another anniversary, sadly, of her death. Um, and they had, they had clips, you know, there was lots of usual kind of things. So from the films, so some of the characters' best moments, but then also some of her sort of, and there was one bit interview where she was on French TV being interviewed in French, responding in French. Right. And you went, wow, that's brilliant. Yeah. I didn't know Carrie Fisher could speak. Yeah, not, yeah. not like I would speak kind of very broken, pathetic French. She was speaking, speaking French, fluent yeah perfectly pronounced French and you went what and that blew your mind and that was brilliant yeah so have you got anything lined up now then is there anything immediately or you just yeah um, oh. I've just um, got a load of new commissions um, oh. for Channel 5 so um, yes my, I've, as I said I've just got back from holiday I thought my contract was going to be up and so yeah. I booked my holiday and then all of a sudden I've got all these new shows to do so on Monday um, I'm literally starting on I can't even remember what they're all called I think I've got when pop stars go horribly wrong <laughs> <laughs> when uh, celebrity goes horribly wrong too. Oh, 
And so when pop stars goes wrong, what, what would be the... Can't remember the last one. <laughs> but what would be the sort of... Because celebrities go wrong, I'm assuming that's, you know, old Mi- Ricky Mork, uh, Mickey, Mickey Rourke having too many facelifts and, and all that kind of thing. Or, yeah, uh, well, the way we define a horribly wrong yeah. is it has to actually go horribly wrong for them. So we can't point to Mickey Rourke and go on and, go and say, you've gone horribly wrong because you've had too much surgery. But A, that's mean and unfair. And B, it hasn't gone horribly wrong for him because he's still actually working and doing all right. So it has to, there has to be a a cause and effect. So they're basically, so I've made one episode of When Celebrities Go Horribly Wrong already. And we had on that Brian Harvey and we had an exclusive with Brian Harvey. He, he hadn't ever really spoken about the whole um, driving over his own head. Yeah, the, it was a baked, an alleged baked potato incident, it was and so um, strange, strange story ever. But also, he gave us the um, X-rays of of the accident, and he really messed himself oh, up. Yeah. And he opened up about whole, you know, the whole um, talking about um, taking drugs, and then at the time, this poor girl had just died, Leah Betts from. Uh, taking an e um and that really was he basically put his foot in it you know was hung uh, up to dry by the media Mm. and now has um a a life away from the spotlight and can't really trust anybody and to get him on board was uh uh you know a difficult task because you know you reach out to somebody in his instance he didn't have an agent so i had to reach out to him on Twitter. I then was befriending him and saying, wow, "Look, so no, was you can trust choice? me." Yeah, he's kind of like shied away from the limelight now. Yeah. He's do- kind of doing his own thing, and um, you know, I was like, you know, I just was like, "You can trust me. I'm a yeah. nice person. I'm not going to string you up. We want to tell the story from your perspective." And um, eventually, he agreed to do it. So I obviously made sure that I was there on the day to actually be the one that interviewed him. I don't normally go down and do the interviewing, but I wanted just to make him feel comfortable. And again, it's another Dale Winton um, moment. He messaged me after the show had gone out and literally loved what we'd done because we took his side. You know, he he was young and he said things about taking drugs, which, okay, is not admirable, but... You know, he made a mistake and he's a talented um, artist and should be working. You know, he, you know, he's a nice, really nice guy. And, um, you know, it was just about really presenting his side of the story and not stitching him up as some producers might do. Yeah, I think there would be, you would be so apprehensive, especially for him, because he has had all these, yeah, that you would go, I think, oh God, they're going to recut it and edit it. So it does have to be funny. No, some of them aren't, well, especially with when celebrity goes horribly wrong, not all of them are funny. I mean, some of, some of them are, are funny, like, you know, uh, Mariah Carey sort of um, singing out of tune at uh, the New Year's Eve thing and stuff like that, you know, or not singing at all. Oh, forgetting the words. Yeah, she just went, don't get you know, a better than yeah, this and just yeah. danced around like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Um, some of them are funny. So actually these shows, what's great about them, in my opinion, is that there is sort of light and shade. And, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, we, yeah. we tell some quite serious stories and people, you know, that have, you know, um, had tragedy or whatever. And we do it and we kind of weave it together like a little sort of mini sort of five minute story um in essence um but what what the beauty of them is is quite often we get the first hand people to to, right, to, yeah. to oh, okay. actually so talk not about just the, them. Yeah. oh, oh they were, remember you know you're not got somebody whoever it seems always to always be people from uh 
Oh, I've forgotten the name of the band now, that fake rap band um, <laughs> with Maggot and, you know, Guns Don't Kill People rappers do. They always seem to be right. on, on these countdown shows talking about other people. Yeah. No, I, we work quite hard at, and I think... I think, you know, let's get relevant people. And it is yeah. about that. That's how, you know, when you're a producer, you're answerable to, you know, uh, not only the hierarchy above you, but your viewers. You know, mm. if people tune into something and they see, they wonder why, you know, somebody, a C-list celebrity is talking about something that happened before they were born. Well, first of all, you've got to spe- suspend a bit of disbelief because actually not everybody's going to know about everything on a talking head show. Uh, and of course, we send them the clips in advance, and they they can then sort of like think about what they're going to say and stuff like that. But you know, it just needs to be presented in a in a sort of believable way, really. As I say, yeah. so yeah. Have you uh, always lived in London? I was in London all of my life, other than when I was at Manchester at university. So where were you born? I was born in London. Oh, whereabouts? Uh, Queen Mary Hospital uh, in Paddington, which is where all the royals were born. But oh, don't don't enough. think that I'm I'm regal or anything because I'm not. <laughs> you didn't hear carriages yeah. going past. Yeah, no. born. Uh, so that's a, that's a nice. I'm I'm happy. I'm 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 I've had a good day today. I've listened to somebody who's had a nice life. They're interested. It's hard listening to you talk about things like when we were saying before the internet. Oh, he just tapped the thing. I just realised I've gone back to my old ways. Um, he uh, you were talking about the internet because you don't. You're still young, so it's like when we was going before the internet. Okay, it seems like we should, yeah, but it's because the it's, language it's because is old. It's become it's, so it's just came advanced, from nothing. Yeah, 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 just you think nothing in the last ten years we've gone from. Do you prefer it now or the old ways? Um, to be honest, it's it's easy now. You can because less pressure, I suppose. You can get clips quicker because you can you can basically people can send them to you instantly. So yeah. if they've got something. For, let's say for an it'll be all right on the night they can we transfer it to you straight away so you can right. see it quicker yeah. but then you've got more hoops to jump through in order to then license it yeah. so you know people are less willing to actually let you use the clips and all that stuff so it's facilitated some things but made other things more difficult and of course the fact that people watch um three minute compilations of funny moments that are not legally licensed right. so you know people falling over on you know shows like saturday night live or you know these big shows and they just basically rip them from tv or the internet and they put them in a really Blimey. neat compilation and they're they're thundering oh, along at 100 miles an hour yeah. and that doesn't help clip shows that can't move at that pace because right. a, they can't afford that many clips and b yeah. you know they're showing all the best stuff that we're never going to be able to oh, license. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of like swings and roundabouts, basically. So you, you, let's just say you're 21, 22. You've got your media degree. I mm. sort of want to work in TV production. I'm not sure what. Give me some tips. Give me a couple of tips. What should I do? What should I really be nice? Be nice. Be likable. Well, before any of that, you've got to watch TV and know oh, all about TV. Know who's what. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. And these days, you've got no excuse for not knowing. I watch everything. Whichever, don't get pulled yeah, in, no? Not everything, no. but like, I, w- I never watch sport, for example, because oh, okay, I'm not yeah. interested in sport. So, oh, you um, should specialise, actually. Yeah, specialise is, is, is a good thing. But yeah, know about TV, um, know who makes what programme and what makes it good, and, 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 and write to, or email now, yeah. um, the people whose work you admire. I mean, I get lots of people emailing me yeah. on LinkedIn and stuff, and I think maybe sometimes that's random because they just look up TV producers yeah. or whatever, because <laughs> I get lots of actors, and they're like, can you help me oh, with this? Really? And I'm like, no, I don't really work with actors. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, 
you know, you can find out who does what really easily these days. Whereas in the old days, you'd have to watch a program and watch to the end and yeah. see the name at the end. And yeah. that's the person that I need to contact. Um, you can, I, I believe in killing people with kindness. So, um, you know, if you email somebody and, um, and basically, um, tell them how much you love their show, I mean, I couldn't resist that. If somebody was nice about one of my shows and they emailed me, of course I would give them a chance because, you know, everybody wants to hear that. So it's about getting that first foot in the door and, um, you know, getting some experience somehow. What's difficult for people is if they don't do it straight away, well, well, when they're sort of 20 something, then they're not really going to be willing to do all the, all the menial jobs like making tea and yeah. doing all the photocopying and stuff because, that's sort of like, you know, a young person's game, if you like. Um, but yeah, there are ways, you know, there are ways of getting in without any connections. I didn't have any connections. I luckily did a TV production degree, which gave me some experience. And so at least I could show that I had that interest to start with. But, you know, it's... Um, Do you need a degree or could you just go to no, a company you don't need and a say, degree. I'll work for free no, and no. just let me know when yeah, you need me? Yeah, yeah you can yeah. do. But, you you know, what's hel- what, what's what's helpful is to have some demonstrable knowledge or uh, experience, sorry, such as, and in the, this day and age, it's actually cheap to, to, to film things. You know, you can do right, it on yeah. an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. You could just show somebody a little short film that you've done or something that kind of proves that you've got that interest. So could you, could, would, would you ever move your skill set into a film? Uh, films i've got a very short attention span right, okay. even though i'm even though I was I'm watching, your clip shows are three hours long. they are three hours <laughs> do you know what though now, now any show that's like an hour seems like a doddle to me <laughs> when once right, you've done yeah, three yeah, hour shows yeah, yeah. it's like because you've got to sustain the interest for 10 parts of a program normally a one hour show has um four parts but to keep right, that yeah, going yeah, it's yeah. like it is it's never ending even when i get to part eight when i'm signing them off i'm like oh my god <laughs> this is so long so um yes they're so, mega and you describe yourself as a tv producer i do yes okay. yeah 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 tv producer is effectively what i do um and and that's what i like doing and it's about so do you do the like, tutoring or anything like that for do you get called in for any media company university courses do you no, not no not really you, think no. you would you're a good communicator you think that'd <laughs> be you. part of your thing like people will be contacting you i'd like to do something like that and yeah. I, I believe in you know, I do believe in sort of um, giving the love back and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I've done, I've done some charity videos just to sort of, you know, for free. You know, just to kind of, um, you know, give something back. But it's, it, I'd like there to be a kind of system of some sort, uh, like a sort of volunteering yeah. system where you, because could, I had, could do something I useful. One or two people on it, part of the women WTF Women's Intelligence oh, yes. Film. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I thought, could you have a man doing that? Were you only allowed to be a woman that teaches on that? Because you'd be um, perfect for that. I'm trying to think of the uh, women film and TV, because obviously the idea is they're mentoring women. But at yes. a certain, it's not an entry-level mentoring, though. It's about six, seven years in. So I guess it would probably be a bit odd. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Don't but make yeah, me do anything odd, Theo. We're just people of... Yeah. <laughs> you I know, I know. I know what you mean, because it uses... But it, I suppose the idea is if you're trying to make it... You, know, you just want women good in the people. Film. Yeah, but the point, you know, then it goes, oh, God, do we end up with 10, 10 men telling all yes. the women how to do something? And unfortunately, I think you do. 
What's interesting yeah, about women in TV is actually they're often the bosses in TV. Yeah. I've got a woman boss. Um, she owns the company. And women can, can really succeed, although there are issues with women in TV, such as there aren't enough fem- uh, female directors and stuff. But um, but even now, that is always like just... Yeah, it's something um, I can't speak for all things, but I think film, in British film last year, I think it was last year, but it was still only something like 12%. Oh. You can understand it not being mathematically 50. It can't yeah, yeah, be. It's yeah, got to go, yeah. But you go... 12 mm. 12% that's that can't yeah. be right you can't you yeah know, well so. I think you should definitely be doing something like that media courses and things like that mm. nice oh. way to give back yeah well. that's share good. the knowledge well um I was actually happy because when I, I'm not being funny when I said this so I was I, I, I'm fussy about people to have on because I've got they've got to be nice people and experience and a lot of the times one knocks out the other one and um I said to him, I said, you've got a nice face. We come on the podcast. <laughs> Good but nice was, face, come on the podcast. And, and then, but then I was, I was glad to, when I started researching specifically, um, somebody else had ex- described him as the nicest man in media. Yeah. So Did I they? Thought, yeah. So that was, was two things. <laughs> no, it was the... Um, Oh, the black lady you did an interview with. Oh, Patty Boulay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bless her. I was thinking about getting her on the show, actually, but I couldn't find enough about her. She is wonderful. Yeah, she's good. I absolutely love her. Because you're friends, aren't you? Friends. We're very dear friends. Yeah, Yeah, I met her through, I think it was probably something I was doing at Wedding TV. Um, She did one of my shows, Celebrity Brides Unveiled. And um, yeah, we just really stayed in contact. And she is definitely somebody that likes giving back. And she does all sorts of charity work with them. helping um young people um sort of you know get their sort of not only their foot on the ladder because it's more about sort of teaching young people manners and etiquette and all that stuff through her bipada academy and uh, yeah i absolutely love her oh that's so nice of patty yeah bless her and i'm putting my hat on to that i'm putting the nicest man in media andrew is gonna go for the (laughs) first one maybe charles actually well charles I'm collecting nicest people in media around me. So, but I've so been demoted down the league. Man. I was like, yeah. you were going to be first, but now I was like, that's fine. I'll be, I'll be second. I'll be second. Oh no, but Charles is above you. Oh, okay. No, because Charles is just too nice. You've got a bit of an edge to you. I think you could be put. Charles is just, but then he has with his Twitter now. He's started getting. Basically, Char- Charles has rediscovered Twitter, and now he just gets he rants at people. But he doesn't get to politicians, so I don't really class that as a rant. He's just telling the truth. It's it just a Socrates of his time. Is he? Fair enough. Didn't Socrates have to drink poison? Hemlock, yeah. yeah so. Tingly toes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. You get tingly toes oh, first okay. and it goes up the body. Um, so I say, oh, look, I can talk about philosophy, mate. Death. You can talk about poisoning. <laughs> yeah, poisoning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I really appreciate you coming to the show. It's been really Thank nice to see you. So and much. you've not disappointed. From the jumper. I mean, I liked the jumper yeah. as soon as I saw it. Uh, did you buy a lot of clothes from America? Oh, too many. Yeah. yeah. I was I spent um a whole day at the outlet center, um, uh, Dolphin Mall in Miami and walked and I looked at my um phone, which now has a pedometer on it, and I'd walked twenty-five thousand <laughs> steps. Oh really? Excellent. Yeah. I was there four and a half hours oh, and God. um yeah, I just kind What's of went the, crazy. What about the money? Is it the the, the currency? Is it uh, how's it doing over there? The, the, Are we the, saving money? I, yeah, I think not things a lot like now. clothes, you know designer cloak this is hill figure this uh, you know would be would be probably a fortune over oh, here oh that's what the h is yeah oh right okay. it's not my middle name right, or anything yeah, I thought, or yeah. Nickname. <laughs> yeah 
uh, or the H from showbiz. Yeah. Um, Hollywood. No, it's, uh, Hollywood, yeah. 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 Oh, I love Hollywood. Um, no, it was, it's, um, it's, it's slightly cheaper, but oh, anyway, I don't need encouraging buying clothes. What's the, from a, a professional, a man of experience, what's, what, where the podcasting, are we showbiz? We've, you're definitely this. showbiz. Oh. And I know you've Not got, me. I mean, you've, <laughs> yeah. And I know you've got your projects podcast. on the go as well. Yeah. Theo, yeah so I'm going. very excited and I want to help you I did you ask if you have a look of the little, like from the outsider's point of view before yeah. we go to the money. <laughs> just to sort of like, well, have we done anything wrong here? Because it's the first time I've done it. Um, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm always flattered to be asked. And I think, you know, it's nice to help people on their way. And everybody that emails me or messages me on LinkedIn, I always try to look at their show reel. It's not because I'm nicer than nice. It's just because it's like, if I'd had somebody to point me in the right yeah. direction, that would have been really nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I always say, be nice. Like, do do something first. Don't just contact people and say, I want to do, can you do the work for me? Do something where I can go, right, you've done something there. Yeah. I'll look at it for you. Mm. Be nice and be respectful. Mm. And then most people, do, that's when I put the magazine together. What's the secret of all those people, 50 people, the magazine? I go, I was just honest with people and I said, look, I do this and you do that. And I'm trying to do a good thing. There was nothing else. That's all I had to say. So I had to say, will you please help me? Yeah. But like, cause I get people contacting me having done nothing and you go, I get that mindset where you go, look, I just want to, if somebody just did this thing for me, go, mate, you've got to do something yourself first. You can't just go. Yeah. Where, where I do glassing every once in a while, I get a pip, a prob- not too regularly. Cause I do like indie stuff. So I'm not making anyone's career. Um, <laughs> but periodically I get someone going, oh, uh, uh, I'm an estate agent, you know, and I'm, again, this oh. is not to piss yeah, on no, the agents, but it's like, I'm an estate agent and I've been aware for, but I always used to like it, enjoy acting. And now I was on, uh, you know, I'm, I decided to change the career. So I wonder what advice you can get. And I say, okay, well, have you, got done any acting classes and no no not at the moment i'm just looking to get some roles and think and i'm oh, like uh, yeah and i so yeah. then i say something like okay so um good idea to get a show roll together i mean even at the very you know you've got to have something to show people so just do a monologue amateur record it on your phone you've got something yeah. to send people yeah look at amateur dramatic societies look at things like uh mandy for where they tend to take on more people who've got maybe less experience rather than spotlight where you also have to have professional credit so i give them the whole break you know step by step it's not the roadmap to instant start. Yeah, like, it's like, here would be some ideas to do. Silence. There's nothing. I'm yeah, not doing any no work, reply. Just yeah, give me no, a job. <laughs> every once in a while, someone goes, oh, yeah, oh that's course. great. Yeah, that's yeah. Vast majority, silence. Because, yeah. you know, you didn't go, oh, okay, yeah, I'll give you the, I'll, yeah, I'll call in, the Monday. people and give them the lead and tell them, you know. So, yeah. do something, create something. Yes, you've got to show someone that, that. Be nice. Yeah, show, have something to show. Ideally, have something to show that says, this other person took a chance on me. Because that's ultimately what it is. Um, as you say, you're, you're only as big as your last job, and yeah. you go, "Well, you haven't worked in ten years. Why is that? Is that because you? <laughs> if you had a re- if you had a reason, because yeah, you went, no, oh, yeah, I took so, some time yeah, out, yeah. or whatever. I, I went and did some. Yeah, I went and did something yeah. else. I went traveling for ten years, and you go, "Well, can I have, how much money do you have? You don't need to work, yeah. really. But you know what I mean. If they've got yeah. a reason, but if just like because I'm a big jerk face and I'm lazy, yeah. <laughs> you know? no, do yeah, something, no. be nice, yeah. and people will come out the woodwork to yeah, help exactly. you, Simon." Thank yeah. you very much. So, um, just b- you. before we before we do go, is there anything you? So you've got the one of the what's your next clip? My, okay. my horribly yeah. wrongs. I, yeah. I, oh, I forgot one of them, which I've now just remembered. Yeah. It's called when TV guests go horribly wrong. Ooh. So it's when pop stars go horribly wrong, when celebrity goes horribly wrong too, and when TV guests go horribly when wrong. TV guests, and you've got wrong. two more. So those are the ones that are on air now. In- no, they're the ones that I'm about to start making right. on Monday. I've got some that haven't gone out yet. I've got a whole series of called um greatest celebrity wind-ups ever okay which um goes out on channel five and is narrated by joe pasquale who's okay. a thoroughly lovely guy yeah. who i love 
Um, I think that's about the only one that's sat remember, on the shelf. Oh, we'll end on this. Do you remember that the funniest thing on TV was real? Where the, the minicab driver got onto the BBC by mistake. Oh yes, he was here for the. Um, he came to pick somebody up. Was he the, the African guy? Driver? Yes. Uh, Is it, yeah. And he Gai-go- came in. Guy Goma was there. Didn't yeah. he have a and he asked name. for somebody. They thought that was the guest. Yeah, it was to do that. I, up, it was he started the asking, answering questions. But I love the fact he has that moment of hesitation where he's really thinking, I should say, <laughs> I'm not that person, changing. but then he just goes with it and he's just, he, he's just a hero But then they ask time. him a question and now, he wasn't answered. wasn't he an electrician? And that, no, he, he was came a, he was he a came for, No, because he was an electrician and he came for a job interview. So he oh, said, my. I'm here for the interview. Oh, and they got right. muddled. And then the bastards didn't give him the job. I'd be like, give him a statue. This guy's a hero. But Krem, we were talking about Krem on the way here when he's talking Bringing up, his, yeah. yeah, bringing his cat. He's got a new cat on the train, and he said, "I think I'm starting to turn British." He said, "Because I'm now <laughs> worrying about other people's opinions on the train." But that that guy is British, mate. Yeah. The way they look at him, he realizes it's not me. But he just but it. It, too polite to say, "I'm not the person." So if you're... you want to know what being British is, just Google that. That's yeah. being British. Um, and I'll put that on one of my shows in maybe ten years when everyone's uh, forgotten. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're sponsored by Love Drinks. We've been uh, talking about them before the show. So uh, you said you're going to go for the heart drink. This oh, that sort of yeah. fits for you, heart. You know, you're going for the heart Thank of the matter. You. Yeah, um, I love that. I I always go for fruity drinks. Not, yeah, not because I am fruity, and but... it's a good shape. <laughs> Bold, do you not think when you hold it that's a good shape like ergonomically it feels, designed yeah, yeah. Ergonomic, good man. And, and unique as well i've not not seen a bottle yes he like said that, that they're the way that they're shaped yeah. means that there's no machine currently that can put the labels on which is why they're all bobbly and bubbly because oh, they have right. to hand they have to put them on by hand very like we had a founder CEO, on last yeah, week yeah. really really nice guy yeah he's Chris part Beach, of the vanguard yeah. of yeah. nice and decency and being kind and giving back and things like that so as, uh as are you as yeah are you, so that's why you're perfect yes, for the show yeah, exactly so simon thank you very much really appreciate it thank you my new best friend uh-huh. so. i love it <laughs> and you've, you've been so good listening to me babble on so thank no, you very please. much We're indeed lucky. for having me thank you very much Bye-bye. pleasure Bye-bye. cheers everyone goodbye Take another drag of my cigarette